Hey, I love that jingle every time. Very good, very good. <laughs> that was good. Wow. It's just how it's I remember a, it. Nice. It's been a busy summer here in Gamertown, friends. Yeah. I've been out for a few weeks. There's been some of us who've been moving around. Some of us have been going off to Italy. Um, a few of us took a jaunt down into one of Jupiter's moons, and you'll hear about that later. But either way, what? we're all here, all five of us, and I'm excited to be here. Happy to be around my, with my friends. These guys actually won't talk to me unless we're doing this, so I haven't had any social contact in something like yeah. three or four weeks. True. You gotta save any content for the, you understand, for the pod. <laughs> Our lives are just content now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird because you guys hang out with each other, but I, I get it because I'm the host. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's like a class yeah, thing. Yeah, well, you, you get it, though. It makes sense. It I'm makes the sense. Host, right? You want to, you know, you want to spoil my, you don't want to give me a bias. You know what I mean? Don't, right. You know. Right. Well, there's I'm a reason glad, you get I'm the corner office. Right. Yeah, right. The one without, away from the one without windows and the one that, for some reason, lets you guys lock it from the outside. I still don't understand that. But. I think that was just, that, that's how the building came. Yeah. Right. This right. is your first hey, podcast. So, you know, hey, it's new to you, but this is how, no, how it works. We're no giant bomb. You know, we, we got to go budget. So we get the cheap office, the lock on the outside. Um, <laughs> everybody's here. John, Flash, Greg, and Vito. Welcome all my Pole friends. Pond, I can't remember. Big, big can't, the whole gang. I can't remember if you all were here last time or not. Um, and gosh, July has flown on by. It's. It's 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 actually intimidating how quickly that month went. It was here and yeah. gone in a blink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the days are long. Or sorry, the days are short, but the years are long, my friends. And hot. And, and you hot. know what also is long? Incredibly hot. Flash okay. round table, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'll I try not to long. make it egregiously long. Well, you always have a lot of content, and I'm saying that totally sincerely. Stuff. I'm not I'm not saying you know, there's no jab behind that. But also, like we've said, it's had one twice now. It's been three weeks, so it has. this might be a longer pod. Everybody, uh, buckle up and he's pent we'll up. Give you the the, the report from last month. So, Flask, without further ado, what's up? What is up? Um, I've I've been going through like a reading phase, mostly. Oddly boring enough, book phase. Boring, boring book phase. Recently, um, okay. So not as many games going on actually, but um, I can talk about a few things. I saw Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Really? What an unwieldy title! Saw it in IMAX, of course. Got to see it in IMAX. Why? Because um, I enjoy I enjoy all these Mission no, 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 Impossible no, no. movies. Oh yeah, I mean, and why did you see it not in IMAX? Because I also saw it and. Well, I don't, hold on. What, what did you think? Well, hang on. I, I think I think Flash said he did see it in IMAX. No, I no, no, no. I know. I I, I get that. But I, I was just saying, why did he see it in general? Because I thought it was okay. awful. But I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to jump to that yet. <laughs> Have oh, you watched? Wow. Do, like, were you watching each Mission Impossible movie as it came out? Have you been doing that through the years? No. 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 Yeah, okay. idiot. So, so you're. A but I don't think that mattered. I haven't seen uh, most of Fast and Furious, and I love the later ones. Sure, sure. No, it, I wasn't even saying it matters. Um, yeah. Well, I, I was just more like curious them as fun action opinion. movies. 
I um, didn't. I, I've seen a few of them. And I thought they were fun, but like the one with um, Henry Cavill, I thought was fun. But I think the, I that's know. the last one, Fallout. I think that's the best of them so far. Honestly, in my opinion, like that's my personal favorite. This one was so like, you know, if you would have called it like uh, Uncharted Two, the movie, and didn't <laughs> tell me it was impossible, I would like, oh, okay. It just felt like, I don't know. And who likes, like, genuinely, I'm asking this an actual question, not hypothetical. Do you guys enjoy Tom Cruise as an actor? God, we've talked, we've had this discussion so many uh, times on this podcast. Not really. No, Vito, I know what discussion you're thinking of. That's not this one. I, have I we like not had this exact roles. discussion? I don't really have an opinion uh, about him as a, well, I mean, he's like one of those general actors. Crazy Scientologists, right? No, yeah, no, no just not, not even personal like personal-wise. Like, I don't like him yeah, I mean, just acting-wise. I don't... I, nothing he's been in has ever made me go like, damn. I, I like, like Tom, Tom Cruise. The, the conversation we've always had on this pod was about whether it was impressive or not that Tom Cruise did his own stunts or whether it was... Oh, right. Well, that's part of it. No, I don't know. Whether it was selfish... Slash right. impressive. <laughs> Whether it's selfish or impressive. Uh, I like you, Tom what do you Cruise. Like about him? Do you find him like charming or funny? Like, I, no, I, no, I, I no, no. I don't see anything. I think, in if anything, him he's creepy. Um, but I'll say me? this he, there are some actors, there, there are a lot of actors out there. Some are good, some are bad. Tom Cruise, the, the, that's a true statement. Tom Cruise, all of his movies are like, pretty good like he doesn't pick bad movies well do we have to disagree because he's I think either got a good agent or he's just got yeah, I, 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 I think most of the movies are mid to, to okay i wouldn't i mean look his most famous one as far as i know top gun the original that movie's not good he's got okay. a lot more than that i'm saying well, that's his best his most fame i mean you know it's mm, his claim to fame i Maybe, think uh, uh a few good men good yeah, Africa that's more serious. Movie. That's like his actual acting yeah. like, chops. That's all I was saying, though, is that, yeah. like, you know, there, there's two Tom Cruises. Like, I think action-wise, you're right. It's Top Gun, and then there's the A Few Good Men Tom Cruise. So, I don't um, know. I just, I, the whole movie, I, I would just like, I can could have tell you this. filmed better than this. I can tell you this, John. I, I don't really have an opinion about Tom Cruise, like, as a whole actor, or, like, in, in as a general blanket statement about him. I just from role to role, he can either entertain or not entertain me. Like it just depends on the role of the movie. He reminds me of like old time actors who mm-hmm. in their personal lives were probably assholes or probably bigots. So like whatever. They had personal problems and they were not necessarily good p- people. Although from all accounts, he's like really nice on set to everyone, like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean. but he is a Scientologist, and but like, he he's and like also he's in a privileged position to be. Yes, yes, and also he's in a terribly privileged position to be kind to other people. Um, sure, but just but like but like from movie to movie, it's like he is fine as like um what do you call it like uh John an, John uh, Doe like an everyman yeah like, like an a, actor like man. A, Action yeah. man, you know he is yeah. like fine at that. There's some movies he stood he stood out, you know, in trying something, but most of the stuff is just like he is leading man, man, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, he's um, got charisma. I think he and he's a I great action star. Charisma. I think I, I think I really that he's. Uh, I don't know how to answer John other than to say that I think that um, I he doesn't annoy me, but. It's now like I feel a sense of excitement when I'm like, oh, well, well Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is pairing up with this guy. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 he doesn't yeah, have like definitely. a person. He doesn't have a personality. Like, it, 
and you know not to get too dramatic it's i think it's like the scientology the same part of him that's like can become a scientologist like he's just like a programmed actor man you know what i mean yeah well i mean it's even the roles like i didn't like i said i didn't watch uh, probably what if this is the like what is the sixth um mission impossible something like that uh i've probably seen three of them seventh i think seventh and this movie it was almost like a me it really was a meme of how like invincible his character he can handle any situation <laughs> yeah. and there's several times they tell you be like like they'll have an, an, a whole elite squad of like 12 like you know army rangers and then the lead guy will be like we're going after ethan all of you together wouldn't even stand a candle to him so wait for my <laughs> order and it like just they just keep hammering that through the entire movie that he is like he could take on 10 john wicks at once it's like what I, I am i really supposed to believe dick. that he did it pretty much too. Like I heard, also he kisses tenderly. So don't let him near your wife, or he she'll, she'll fuck him. Like the whole movie is just like jerking him off. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, like the I movie think that's true. I I enjoyed the Mission Impossible movies for their commitment to being sort of classic action films, where it's just like that. about the. There's not a lot of nuance. You can have character stuff, but there's not a lot of nuance to the the story or the characters. Um, I don't know. They're, they're just like with the commitment to doing fun stunts and doing fun action set pieces with uh, choreography and stuff like that. Uh, having a bunch of like effects and, uh, interesting locations and stuff like that. I don't know. They're just, you know, they appeal to that part of me that likes the old school kind of mentality for action films that don't need to bog themselves down in modern mores of like, you know, um, again nuance that kind of like complication you know yeah uh, and i totally see that to and I, I agree with that but i feel like that movie or this movie even fell short in that like the train scene at the end i mean i would literally like, first of all we've seen that like i said in uncharted and then you seen it in the uncharted movie mm -hmm. i was like this is completely unoriginal and i nothing really nothing in that movie caught me and even the, the plot they just kept saying ai about a thousand times <laughs> You got to stop the AI from being the AI to control yeah. the AI. So I was actually going to say like, yeah, this, this one, I definitely had problems with, uh, in the, the viewing I had, I'm going to have to watch it again at some point, maybe before the, the next part, but I definitely had problems with it as well. Um, it's, there's, there's enough wrong with it that I wouldn't say it's one of my like top two or three of the series so far. Um, even though I up to that up to like fallout, I would have said they were getting better each time. Um, <clears throat> like, like you said, the AI stuff was, I don't know. The whole storyline was just kind of like flawed. Um, so it's, it, it's hard it to even had, know where to start. It had a fairly uncomplicated AI plot that was delivered with too much gravitas and like self-seriousness mm -hmm. <laughs> and it kind of made me roll my eyes um i did read murmurings online uh theory murmurings about what uh, part two could reveal um i have to say if this theory that i read is about the uh, about the true nature of the plot does come to fruition in the next one i think it will retroactively make this movie's plot much more well written um 
not that it would salvage the first one being like a flawed experience on the first viewing, but it would retroactively make this one make more sense. Uh, but well, you know, that remains to be seen. And I don't trust that that's going to happen. I just think it would be cool if it did sort of a sort of a twist about the AI uh, plot that they do. Um, actually for Andy's sake, I want to give one, a one line hint towards that, which is that the first part will be retroactively better. If in part two, it turns out that an AI is actually a much more sophisticated planner than it was thought to be. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, I always uh, like I don't... Of... Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Vito. Uh, <laughs> I, I've got a, I've got a review. Um, I haven't I haven't seen uh, Mission Impossible: Dreadful Awakening yet, but <laughs> I have a feeling that it's probably a home run, uh, and I and I think that for uh, really two reasons. And the first reason is Tom Cruise, and the second reason is Tom Cruise. He's never ever missed. He never ever will. So hey, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm giving you an omission that's impossible to fail, and that's go enjoy this new movie: uh, Five Bags of Popcorn. Yeah, uh, and that you should choose bags. to accept that. They always do that in every single movie. They do a little like, if you choose to accept it, and they do like a little wink to the oh, camera. I didn't find that cute. <laughs> I didn't find it cute at all. They do it every movie. And the, I don't uh, like it. What was? I feel like all those movies have like they kind of like center around like one big stunt in which Tom Cruise usually partakes in real life, like to the setup. Does, I think this, this one the have like biggest one, one big. I don't know if he did it. I mean, I'm assuming he did because he does all those. I think the biggest one, he drove like a fucking dirt bike off like a mountain and then oh, yeah. like uh, oh, he definitely pretty much did. like paraglided down or not paraglided, but you know, wingsuited down. He absolutely did he, that. Yeah, he definitely that was the one that. they focused on a lot before the uh, in before the movie came out. It looks scary. I wouldn't do you guys, it. You guys feel like his <laughs> career is going to end in a space where he does a final dangerous stunt and kills a man? Like, and that's the stunt. Like, It's possible. Man. It's possible. <laughs> Like might, the man might be himself. I think God, Tom Cruise wants to die doing a stunt on the f- set of a film. I think that's what his get- end goal is in life. I mean, that's I think pretty that cool. Would appeal to him. Like, I can oh, see yeah. him wanting Tom to be. Tom Cruise uh, got sucked into a plane jet. You guys see that? Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. I could see him wanting to be the greatest like stunt actor of all time. All right. You know, I, I don't. I don't want the man to die. I'm just saying it would be funny if he, if that's true, Flask, and the way he actually goes is like a heart attack in a rom com. Right. Yeah. He's doing like an in between movie between the MIs. Yeah. yeah. Dies off screen. <laughs> Dies off screen. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about uh, Mission Impossible, but um, John didn't like it as much as I did. And that's cool. Uh, different tastes, I suppose. And but, we all know um, who was right. I definitely had uh, problems with it. Not one of my favoritest of the series. But uh, we'll see if part two retroactively makes it better. <laughs> um, I also watched uh, Resident Evil Death Island, which is the new CG movie on Netflix. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I it's on Netflix, yes. Yeah, I watched it. Uh didn't really care for it. <laughs> um, really? I will defend Resident Evil's camp and corniness till the day I fucking die. But I swear these movies are getting dumber every time. <laughs> these CG I, movies. 
I loved this. I thought it was because it's, you know, goofy as I thought it was so funny, dude. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, do you want to go into spoilers for it? Uh, does anyone but, like, care? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I do not care really... one single bit. I, yeah, please go on. Spoilers for Resident Evil Death Island until 2208. Uh, the fact that he uh, shot himself with the syringe, got eaten by the shark, and turned into the giant shark monster. <laughs> I was like, dude, oh, this is so cool. It's pretty classic Resident I, uh, Evil at this point. I just saw, I, it was very, very good, I thought. Okay. It takes place a few, like a few years after Resident Evil 6. Yeah, it's in between 6 and 7, 2015. Uh, they like reference people also, which is interesting. Like uh, Chris yeah. mentions Piers. Yeah, he has a very, little scene uh, very, with, uh, about, about Piers. I like that actually. That they're willing to do that, you know. I didn't see Leon mentioning Helena though. That's a little strange. No. <laughs> and if they could fucking mention Barry, please. What's what's going on with Barry's plotline from the end of Resident Evil Revelations Two? He is a family man. He's earned it. <laughs> But for, do you remember the gonna, end of Resident Evil Revelations 2? He's just going to take care of the weird, the weird Natalia monster demon, Wesker. <laughs> oh, okay. It worked out. You're and saying the family gonna, life worked out? Yeah. I think she's going to be like, you know what? I'm all right with this. I don't, I don't gotta worry about that. That's she's nice. Barry's like a, a good guy. Kill. Barry's a good dude. That, his daughter, his other kid, his one daughter that got shot also. I think Natalia's got a good shot. That's true. Yeah, I do. so I think my main my main problem with it was just kind of aside from just being very dumb. Um, I didn't really <laughs> understand why they were making this story like very kind of generic. They they committed the resources of a feature film to making a very generic setup with a bad villain, which is not what I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a because it's set in um, uh, what's it called Alcatraz. Oh, Alcatraz, yeah, Alcatraz. Um, so I was expecting more of like a, a Resident Evil villain set up Alcatraz to be a trap prison for the heroes or something like that with all sorts of like things for them to encounter. It wasn't really that he kind of just like monologued for 15 minutes and, uh, they, they like did a he bunch had, of CQC uh, with zombies, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. A bunch of mos- mosquitoes. That was how he, uh, he like, uh spread the infection around is he yeah. just had a bunch of like little gross mosquito monsters and that was like a neat idea for resident evil but it also didn't really present a thing for them to really like fight against so they ended up just like kind of pushing buttons to stop that plan ha- from happening you know because you can't it's a swarm of mosquitoes it's either going to be out or not out you know it's like they can't punch that or shoot it with a rocket launcher oh. I, I just remembered uh, I one thing I really didn't like is uh, one of the like main bad guys is that girl uh, yeah and she has a vendetta with Leon and you only know about her if you've played a Resident Evil game that was on like the Wii uh, Dark Side Chronicles wait what? I thought she was is, the daughter of the big dude from the previous CG movie uh, Vendetta was she I thought she was the dude or I thought she was the daughter of the guy from the mission uh where you go to the central america with krauser and where krauser's from i thought that was she was the daughter of i i think they were just following up from the last movie i i think he was oh, maybe i think then. her dad was the uh previous villain's bodyguard i want to say i may be wrong i oh. may be wrong we'll have to look that up afterwards yeah 
I was just like, um, what the fuck? Who, like, initially- who the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I initially thought she was that woman from the beginning of um, the first Revelations game. You know, she's also kind of cleavagey. Oh, uh, what the <laughs> hell's her name? Uh, like Jessica or whatever? I don't remember. But you know, the one who gets like smooshed. Yeah, immediately. yeah, yeah. That would have been fucking crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't think that time I would have matched up though. Anyway, um, still, I, I really do appreciate their dedication to doing all the choreography in like the fight scenes, all the mocap stuff that they do is like, yeah, that's fun. You know, that they do all the, it looks really good. The action combat stuff. Um, and the, the models and such have never looked better in these CG movies. You know, there's some shots where uh, I'm like, Ooh, that looks really good. I, it looks good, but it looks super like uncanny Valley in points as well. Because it's so much, it's closest. It's the like, closest we've gotten so far to like realistic Ari characters, yeah. But still CG, yeah. It you know it delivers on some of the action. That's 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 the takeaway, I guess. Is that if you if you if you're like Greg, you just you just roll with it. You like it, you're gonna enjoy it. You know, and I enjoy parts if of you it. Go, it's a fun dumb resident evil movie the last movie was literally had uh leah or chris fighting a gunfight with another dude in like a crazy like fight scene yeah it's hard to top so, close quarters uh gunplay gun kata stuff on a rooftop it's a little hard to top that um so oh also uh yeah. i we do finally see what uh you know what happened to jill uh, right, talk yeah. about after Resident Evil 5, which is cool. I forgot to say that. It is cool seeing all the characters together, including Rebecca. Jill and Rebecca are both yeah. there. Um, and they're all like, oh yeah, Jill, you know, where you were like mind controlled for multiple years uh, by Wesker. A lot yeah, of the therapy you have to go chain. through. I appreciated that. Same with the Pierce thing. I appreciated I, that they referenced that, you know? They yeah, same. were able to. So there's something to be said for that, bringing them all together. Um, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, Andy, yes. one of the, I've been reading a bunch of books lately, but one of them I read recently is The City in the City. Oh, okay. By, by China. What, what is that? What, what's the, <laughs> what is that? Well, I'll explain it. <laughs> what, what's that? Actually, wait, I can refer you to a pretty good explanation on a previous podcast from you where okay. you explain the plot of the book. So go and find that and you'll be set. Uh, I'm not really that good at explaining things. I prefer if you did. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, uh, it was my first China Meville. Same. Um, I did have some quibbles like, uh, like aspects of his writing style and, uh, suspending my disbelief about some stuff but uh the premise is too good to pass up and uh it pays off interesting riffs on it several times throughout the book yeah um I mean, and it's just a pretty good detective story as well you know yeah he knows how to have a fun idea and really just roll it around you know yes see what, see what you can do with it um so i the detective, I the detective story i thought was serviceable and fine but like it uh, it's maybe the least interesting part of the actual work, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's pretty straightforward. Like, you know, girl died, somebody killed her. You know, who done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have too much to say about it. I just wanted to mention that I did. Why you enjoyed it? 
Uh, yes. I've, I've started a parody to street station, but I'm going at it very slowly, so I, I haven't oh. mentioned it yet on the pod, because I don't have, uh, don't have anything to say yet. Right. Okay. I, I, uh, have acquired a digital copy of Perdita Street Station. Nice. I plan to read at some point. I also have a digital copy of NPC Town. I'm still feeling Mealville after Perdita Street. I'm probably going to move on to that. Did you say NPC Town? Embassy Town. Embassy Town. Okay. It's another, that is, that's another one of his, right? Another one of his that people talk about in like the, you have to read this kind of sense. Along with City. Okay. City in the City and Perdita Street Station. Gotcha. All right. Um, man, I, I just remembered. I'm going into games here, but I just remembered that, like, I I did finish Tears of the Kingdom, by the way, weeks oh, ago. Nice. Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to go into that, but I did. I pretty, did finish just, it. Just pretty solid, right? Pretty, pretty solid. Great. Game. I did have problems with it, but overall, my experience was enjoyable. Um, other games I played, uh, well, so the game pass patch finally dropped for the book Walker. So I was able to play that, um, which fixed that God. text bug. <laughs> what? Really? For some reason I misheard you or I, I wanted to hear you different. I really want to say it. And I thought you said, uh, you played the book thief and I just thought like, oh, God, that'd be a really bad video game. Why would I enjoy <laughs> the book? Have you read the book thief? I have not, but I, I feel I remember what it's about, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. There are some books that don't really need to be adapted to video game format, yeah. Yeah. A book a book about child thieves in, in the Holocaust <laughs> is probably one of them. Uh huh. Unless you're going for the uh the prestigious uh TGA games for impact award. Oh god, and you know I am. <laughs> um so yeah, the bookwalker. Uh, I think the concept of entering the stories of books to steal items from within them is a brilliant and very exploitable premise for a video game. Pause, stop, stop. Yes. Uh, Did they fix the patch where you can read stuff? Yeah, that's the first thing I said, is that that's why I finally played it. Because Game Pass finally allowed the patch that fixed the text bug where the text went off screen. Um... Yeah, I think the premise is is very exploitable for a video game, going into books to steal stuff from them. Um, the gameplay is like just good enough, pretty much just an adventure game with uh, crafting elements and like very simple combat. No real challenge at all. Um, in fact, if you die, you just get sort of reset to the beginning of the combat encounter with no punishment at all. Right. Um, with full health, by the way. <laughs> health restored. Um you throughout the game you just kind of do the one linear thing you can do for the most part Mm -hmm. um so no real like figuring it out uh even the combat sort of sort of pointless um i think i'd most just praise the artists and designers for their work um because i think that's where the game shines if it shines anywhere the worlds the book worlds that you visit are all you know, like uh, amusing snippets of genre stories. So there might be like a sci-fi one and a post-apocalypse one and a fantasy one. You know, there's like a, you visit one that's like a Hogwarts kind of thing. Um, There are some 
oddities. Like later in the game, you start you, you just stop getting custom portraits for for most new characters. Which like was that a budget thing? You couldn't pay the the portrait artist any, anymore. So it feels right. it feels its budget in some areas. Um, my big thing is that there's some sort of disconnect going on with the proceedings of the story or with the writing. uh, In the first hour of gameplay, I felt like I was playing a demo where I'm not supposed to have the context for anything, except this is the real game. And I, I probably should feel like it all adds up like within the first few hours of the game. Uh, and as it goes along, I had so many questions that to which the answers would, would clear up contradictions and confusion that I had. It just seems like, so just to give an example, you find it early on, you find a character who knows the book you're in, like knows what will happen. And multiple times he tries to tell you what's going to happen so that you're prepared for it. But your character refuses to learn that because he just doesn't want spoilers. So naturally, I'm like, why? Why wouldn't you want to prepare for what you're about to encounter that may be, like, deadly? And there's no explanation for why. Stuff like that, feeling like there's no real sense to the characters or world, that happens a bunch. It's all kind of, like, surface level, lacking context. And I, I don't think it's, tran- it's a translation thing. I, the developer is Finnish, but uh, mostly the translation seems fine. So I don't know. I still like parts of the game, but it's kind of rough in, in multiple areas. If, if you're going to play it for any reason, play it for just like the fun of the premise going into these book worlds. And uh, it's almost like a... Like play it for for it being more of a visual novel than a, than an adventure game, based on how much actual like meaning to the gameplay there is. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, the book walker. Maybe they'll make a sequel and it'll be. Uh, yeah, I can give you guys better. like eight other better visual novels if you want. Just don't <laughs> let me know. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess uh, Katawa Shoja. Of course. Uh, that was kind of a weird drive-by, but whatever, dude. Uh, it, you know why I said that? It's literally the only one I've read. The only, the only one you know? Fuck. I, yeah, yeah. I read and I did like two playthroughs. Or got All two right, we can't that. get into this. We'll get sued. <laughs> so let's move on. Hey, that was that was like 15 years ago. I did that. Whenever it came out, I'm not. I don't feel. Yeah, sure. that's what they all say. Uh, like last week. Anyway, uh, what else you got, Flask? Well, my last thing is uh, I also played another game released on Game Pass recently called uh, Maquette. Maquette? It's M-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Maquette. It's like a a model of a place. Maquette. Got it. Like in between model and diorama. I forget what the exact definition is. Um it's a it's a first person puzzler that I would describe as superliminal light, where you use a maquette of your environment to change the size of objects. That is the thing you do. You change in the size of items. Um, the story 
is about a relationship between two characters, a very mundane relationship to the point that it feels like the gameplay came first and a story was sort of tethered to it out of necessity. Although the story also feels like it's going for the TGA games for impact award, the prestigious one I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah, it, it, it does some somewhat charming stuff like, uh, setting the scene at the start of each chapter by playing a full licensed song that kind of sets the mood, uh, which I like that sort of thing, you know, setting the mood with some like actual music, not, not just score. Um, and the environments are really nicely made, you know, got to give them kudos for that. Um, the, the one thing I'll say about the, the one other thing I'll say about it is, I only learned watching the credits that the two characters you hear, the ones in the relationship throughout the game, are played by uh, the, the married actor couple, Seth Gable and Bryce Dallas Howard, which actually made it kind of odd to me that they're not given more to do. By the end of the game, I was like, there, there's quite a few scenes of dialogue, but it's still relatively light. And it feels like they weren't given a super lot to do when it seems like all they really need to do was be brought into a booth and, you know, take a day to record these dialogues back and forth. I mean, you you have these two, and Bryce Dallas Howard especially is like a known name, right? You have these two actors. Why not use them as much as possible? Because the story is just about them. There's only two characters. (laughs) So, like, get detailed, you know, get gritty with it and be, like, more raw but it's, as I said earlier, it's kind of just a mundane relationship that happens. It's like the arc of a relationship. So it's not really impactful to, to me. Maybe it is for some other people. Game's well, all right. Gameplay has got mixed reviews. Oh, is it? Does it? You're wrecked. Yeah. Did you pick this up on Steam? It is on Game Pass. Uh, all right, sorry. sorry. I'm just scanning the... The fact that the story is bland and uninspired seems to be a pretty unanimous opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not alone. All right. Uh, this came out a couple of years ago, I think, but it's just nearly on on Game Pass. Um, yeah, if you want super liminal light, go for it. You know, it's not. It's only a few hours long. It's not that long. Okay, looks cool. That's uh, that's all I got. Took uh, about a half hour, but uh, you guys. Talk to me about things, so that makes sense. Yep, and uh, even though we talk to you about things, it will still come out of your pay at the end of the day, and that's just Yikes. the way that we operate. Um, uh, I guess that's necessary. I'm keeping a ledger. When we have money, trust me, you all are going to be in for some rude awakenings. Whew. John. Wait, we have to get money for us to pay you? We have to make money to lose money. Don't you understand? We, we have to oh, okay, we okay. have to bring in money so that then you guys can first pay your debt back to the podcast and then earn an income after a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you got, John? What have you been up to in the last shoot month well, or so? I went to the drive-in. I've seen Mission Impossible. Uh, oh, how'd you like it? AI battles. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I've seen it drive in. I also seen it starting at midnight, so it's not like it was like optimal 
viewing experience. Dude, those are, okay. Those are, yeah, those are evil hours. You can't, you can't take your opinion seriously. Witching hours. Uh, hour. like real yeah. nefarious hours nothing good happens after i need to go over that didn't care for it <laughs> um right. in video game news i haven't been doing too much but mostly moving um but i've been kind of going back into the past playing two games that uh definitely talked about a lot before uh firstly gears of war 5 or no sorry 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 gears 5 <laughs> Thank you. I was I thanks was for making that distinction. Uh, I played through the single player by myself, and funnily enough, it's actually a it's a better experience solo, which is very strange for a game that's all about co-op. Um, okay. You know, pre- previous games had this, but Gears of War more so. There's a lot of areas where it wants to slow you down and wants you to listen to like the characters talk um you know if somebody's walking ahead it's gonna like skip over that uh and there's ways to get around that and and most of the time they do it's like you know two people need to open this door sometimes you know you don't and i feel like you can get a lot of that skip and a lot of that did happen when we were playing in co-op um but also the first time we played co-op i mean it was like launch day uh None of the cutscenes worked, so I missed about. Well, no, no, no. We on. missed like the cutscenes would start. <laughs> they would be completely frozen, and then about forty-five seconds in, they would like kick in with like fifteen frames a second. So I probably caught like thirty to forty percent of the cutscenes first time playing through. That's bizarre. It was really weird. Uh, I mean, it's more than well optimized. I think um, my opinion doesn't change. It's not a very good campaign. I think it's better than four. Um, uh, can I ask? Is uh, how long did it take to do the uh, the storm part, dude? I think they nerfed that because I did it in one try. Oh, nice! I think they, I really do think they changed it. Uh, I'm playing the multiplayer a lot though. That's not too bad. Um, not having like network problems like we had before. Not not as many at least. We weren't able to connect to each other. Um. You know, it's funny, when I was moving, there was a few days where I didn't have um, internet. So I, I, a while ago, I had bought this big, like, uh, Years of War retrospective in the first 10 years. Like, a big hardcover book, a couple hundred pages. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it goes through, like, the makings of Gears of War, you know, like, one through three, more or less. And then it talks a little bit about uh, four and five. You know, I, you know me, I've bitched about 4 and 5 to anyone who will listen. And, you know, when you're bitching about stuff like that, you start to, a little bit of doubt, at least for myself. You, know, you wonder, like, it's just nostalgia. Where the first three games not that great, and I just, you know, these games I'm just looking at in adult ones. I'm sure that's part of it, but I just want to read a small excerpt from the book uh, under the, the Gears of War 4 section. This is when they're talking about how they're trying to, like, get the game down and make the characters and stuff. Okay. So it says... The Locusts were linked to a research project by human scientists uh, approximately 100 years ago or so before the events of the first game, as discovered by Marx and Dom in Gears of War 2. The problem, however, was one of scale and plausibility. How did the facilities worth of mutated humans become a Locust army and a civilization of billions? Right, so that's the setup. And then this is the um, story director of Gears of War 4 talking. He said, where the Locusts came was a huge discussion, Ma said. At some point, you just have to say, maybe it didn't make quite sense, but we need the story to do this new thing for us now. 
we're going to try to honor as much information as we can before but some things are just going to have to contradict and people are going to have to live with that what the fuck <laughs> if your story can you just, can you just get over it though if your story doesn't fit with the previous that's like you know you're fucking watching the lord of the rings and then gandalf you know he, he jumps off with the balrog at the first one you know at the end of it and then the second movie you're like oh man we really need him back uh, let's just put him <laughs> back and say he didn't fall it's like if your story doesn't connect to the story before then it's not a very good story like why are you you know what i mean it's just like it's disregard for for the stuff before so no now now i firmly believe that the new games are just shit the you tone know, the of that ones. quote reminds me of the tone that uh D&D would take in the post episode uh, breakdowns of Game of Thrones where they'd just be like throw hand waving things away left and right like you know Danny sort of forgot about the Ironborn fleet you know it's like okay <laughs> we're not yeah. even going to try to make sense of it anymore it's just things happening because you needed it to yeah, happen basically. because we thought of that so Huge bummer, but I'm still playing the multiplayer. You know, I get up in the morning, I'll play a few rounds. Uh, it's still pretty good, but even, you know, they, I, I'm not going to find the quote for this, but, you know, they were discussing, um, you know, the Gears of War 1 multiplayer and, you know, the, how where they were making the maps and stuff. And, you know, they're saying when they first started making the maps, they were just trying to copy um, other popular series, like kind of like Halo or more, more Call of Duty because it's kind of more tight spaces, I guess, than, than Halo would be. Uh, and they said it just wasn't working. Like it wasn't a feeling like gears. You'd have to, like constantly people just like running behind you. You weren't like holding positions and like fighting back and forth. And that is the exact feeling I get from playing Gears of War Five. I can't tell you how many times you think you're in a good spot, mm-hmm. and then just somebody fucking comes up behind you out of nowhere and just blasts your brains out. And it's like you can definitely tell this the difference in map style going through, especially when you they do have some of the older maps you do go play gridlock and it's not like that you don't have people constantly coming behind you and you're just like man everything just fucking sucks now wow that's that's gears five. Oh, on a positive this might be under news but i'll throw it out here um they i think within the last week or two they reactivated the servers for gears one two and three multiplayer on the 360. Wow! Oh, they do that. Yeah, cool. I I I don't know why they would do that. I mean, obviously, maybe they're they're gearing up or gauging interest or something. But uh, yeah, so there there is a a small resurgence. I'm looking at Gears War. Hey, man, if there's some sort of like remaster of Gears, fucking three. I mean, you can't can't play two or three on the computer. You can't play them. They they didn't make them. I yeah, I don't feel like fucking dragging them. I I think the first step is going to be the games being uh, accessible on Game Pass through streaming. Um, and even that I'd take. And I think they're going to. I just want to blame them. I I take that as a sign that they're potentially doing some weird stuff with servers and priming the the pumps to gauge a Gears of War revival by dropping them on game pass crossplay to 360 or something stupid i don't know i'm just do you think speculating do you think potentially they do like do you think potentially they do like a like a master chief collection sort of deal where they grew a bunch the the older games and make them multiplayer capable i can see them them doing that but i feel like the time to do that is gone like i feel like now would be the time if they're going to do something like that to just do a remaster of the first game with a big multiplayer well, hmm. so here's the thing, though. They already have... Well, not a 
Hold on. Yeah, they already have done a remaster of the first game. I was going to think remake and remaster, thinking of the difference. They did one in like... Uh, 2012 or something like that, right? For the PC? Yeah, for the PC. Oh, okay. I mean, and they, you know, obviously it's been enough time. They don't give a shit. They'll do them. Um, I see yeah, some kind of... Interesting op- tidbit. ...up port as the the most I would expect in the short term. I don't know what I mean by up port, but like... So kind of like minimal work done to make the game playable on modern platforms. Probably not even any graphical work for the Gears probably 1 through 3. I think they're going to probably... I've been saying they would do that, you know. I'm shocked if they're not working on that right now. Something like that. Yeah, this was as uh, the 24th of uh, July, I believe they came back. I mean, do that, like release that, and then like a month later announce the the remake, the reboot, whatever they're gonna do next. I I, I mean, can't I can't imagine they make Gear Six right, like not not the say, way that like we oh, thought no, they're Gear gonna Six make it. No, no, there's gonna be a Gear Six, but I do think that I I don't think they're I don't know I think that the series or interest for the series is all time low. So if they wanted, um, like I said, I think they're gonna do Gear Six or yeah, but they have to get interest for it. Is what I'm trying to say. Like I don't think if they just dropped like a you know, like GamesCon or E3, they're like, hey, Gear 6 is coming out. I don't think that many people would be, you know, there'd be people, but I don't think that many people would be excited. But I think if they did do like a, a trilogy remaster mm-hmm. and got people to like the series again and then said Gear 6, and I'm sure they're right. going to say, hey, we're going to go back to the old ways, you know, try and market it that way or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, And don't forget, we had that, that, uh, tweet from cliffy b about lawbreakers <laughs> still haven't found out what that's about yeah yeah you're right maybe like, lawbreakers uh it's gonna have a collab like when we when we all played together on 360 among other things the three the the xbox was the console for console fps or just console shooters in general right like what's what does xbox have these days it's literally just halo right Nothing. I mean, Halo, Gears of War, were there two shooters, <laughs> no, and Call of Duty like, was on. Yeah, they got COD. Yeah. I guess I think it's funny that both of those franchises have followed the same sort of trajectory, where as soon as they were starting to be developed by a different, like, they, they were handed to a new specifically dedicated studio to develop those, the games, and at that point, they started being bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, for Halo, I mean, it was 343, and for, uh, for Gears, it was the Coalition, right? And yeah. maybe maybe it's just a coincidence, or maybe you look into that and say, like, the answer must be that they're just getting really bad direction from the upper management from Microsoft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Microsoft Could is be. just telling them to do really dumb things. I mean, Microsoft was the one who, like, you guys, you guys remember when we talked about Redfall, Arcane, mm-hmm. and how Jason Schreier had done the deep dive, and the story ended up being that Arcane was basically trying to gain the system by... Uh, putting in development a looter shooter type thing because that was hot while they knew that they were about to be acquired to like boost the numbers a little bit to make it seem more valuable and then they were hoping that when they were acquired they would show Microsoft what the game was and get cancelled and when they showed Microsoft (laughs) what the game was Microsoft was like oh great no keep going yeah just just do more of that which makes you wonder further about like okay they've said like we've mentioned before they've said that they're now going to be more hands on with Starfield which is yeah. funny if you think about it through this lens of like everything they put their hands on very directly has turned out worse for it, you know? 
Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's Microsoft. Now for Lawbreakers. That's uh, Gears of War. <laughs> Hopefully, Lawbreakers Two is coming out. Man, I really would like to play through Gears Two and Three. Co-op with the boys. You want to do the first one? Well, I do the first one. I mean, but but I can't do the first one. I can do the first one now. Yeah, I, I get what I mean. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, Gear, Gears of War series, whatever. And then the other game I'm playing started back up. A little blast from the past. This one I have zero bad things to say about. Absolutely zero. And I got Greg on the adventure this time. We started another yeah. round in Proslov playing Hobo Tough Life. <laughs> back, back in the tough life, eh? Back in the tough life, but it, I gotta tell it's you, it's a fucking, it's a fucking tough one. I get uh, it. I it ain't, imagine. it ain't as bad the second time through. I know the tricks. Yeah, well, well, I was like watching Alex play. Apple. I was watching Alex play, and it was. I'm sure that, like, you know, actual speed running looks a lot different than this, but it looked like Alex was speed running, like just because, like, the precision at which he was like running through and like talking to people and spamming through dialogue options, like he knew. He knew exactly what he was doing, the loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing about this game. It's it's hard to describe the itch that it scratches. It's it's a very chill game where you don't need a lot of brain power, and it's it really is like you'll have a, a list. This is at least how I play. I have a list of missions, and then in my head, I'll look at them, and I'll try and make like a line, like this a person map, to yeah. this person. To, yeah, exactly. And that's where I get the fun from, like how how many like missions or whatever or like you know items or things can I take care of, and like you know without backtracking or something or the most efficient way through yeah. the city. All that kind stuff. of shit. Um, other than that, I mean the game is mostly like you talk to person A and they want an item, but to get the item you need to talk to person B, and then person B wants an you know and you're going through that. That's most of it, uh, and that stuff's fine too. I like that too. We we're we're pretty we're in a pretty good spot. We've just reached day thirty. Is when the calamity happens, which is one day where it snows nonstop, and all the stores and all the all the stores are closed, and all the people are off the streets. Hmm. So um, it's like if you're if you're not prepared, you're gonna die that day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds yeah. it sounds pretty bad, and you know, it's very different experience the the first time. Uh, to this time, because um, first time you didn't even know it was coming, right? It just happened. The first time, well, the first time it tells you, but we didn't know what it was. It just says a calamity will happen in thirty days. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know what was going to happen. And and yeah, you know, we were obviously the city's pretty big, or the map is pretty big, and there are homeless people nestled in tiny little corners. And you know, all the people you talk to, not all of them, but you know, majority of the homeless people you talk to will have like a mission chain that you can do. You know, as you gain their trust through doing the missions and giving them stuff, they, you know they have like perks that um, that you they can teach you. Like, oh, you can be a better dumpster diver. Or you can like get you know more money from people, or people give you money and an item when you beg from them. Um, and those will really buff your character up. So if you know where those people are, you know you already have a huge fucking leg up. Um, so yeah, the first time we were playing, I mean, the calamity came and we didn't have clothes warm enough. And yeah, we were just 24 hours by the fire. This time I'm <laughs> fucking ready. Nice. You got your furs. Yeah, furs. Greg, how are you enjoying being homeless? This is this is your first uh, adventure into the, the the homeless camp. 
This I think, we, I think we've took care of you. Uh, yeah, I've definitely been taken care of a few times. Uh, without John and Alex, I would have definitely been dead on the streets. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't have the advantage of an older, wiser, more experienced homeless person well, guiding see, here's them. The, here's the thing, though, and, and Greg kind of got that experience. When we first got the game, uh, it was me, Alex, and Dustin. We played, and then when if you die in the game and you can't die, you, you respawn. Die in real life. Yeah, well, that too. Homeless will start coming for you. But you'll respawn, but you'll have your maximum, like the max you can get, like your hunger or thirst or whatever, anything like that, is 90%. You die again, it's 80% until you get down to 50. So we played a few times where we were just shitting up stuff. Like, we, you know, we kept dying, we kept getting beat up by thugs, you didn't know where to go. Um, and we'd eventually just restart, because once your character is like that, he's like that, you're fucking stuck. Um, so, you know, we had a few retries before we actually uh, did the real run, and even that was rough. Uh, luckily though, Greg Greg did die a couple times, but we found a workaround where he could delete his character and then he rejoined us with a fresh guy. He's been he's been good ever since. I've been good. I've been uh I have my I have my schedule. I like uh I like to dig through the trash. I find fun things it's in It's really good to have a schedule, you know. Every morning uh, I've never talked about this. I'm saying old in this game. Every morning I go to the Sister Agnes charity. She got a dog named Bobby. And if I walk it, she usually gives me like eighty bucks. Yeah, I like to do uh, like like some work, like some most well, uh, European digging. money. So it's really probably like eight oh, bucks or something like that. So it's fake, but eighty okay. eighty in game dollars. Yeah, it's called like a bangus Coins, coin or something yeah. like that. Yeah, eighty bangus coin. <laughs> uh, but I like that. I uh, I get like a you can get like a day job where you can uh, like dig a hole, clean up the streets. Uh, so I do that. I like to go out in front of the uh, honest. Work. I wait out. For, I wait outside the grocery store and I beg people for money, and uh, that's been getting me pretty good. Are there any less than savory jobs and activities? Oh yeah. Well, let, let me uh, let me get to this because so I'm working with uh, the church, Father Father Brynan and Sister Agnes. I do work for them. Alex and Greg have chosen a different path. <laughs> they deal with Marty the Satanist who lives in the sewer. <laughs> And he actually, it's, you know, you do submissions for him, and he actually does grant you dark powers. What? Like real powers? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, he, he basically found... just buffs your character's stats. Like, he gives, like, a plus two and everything. But, he, I mean, yeah, he's giving you dark powers, I guess. And there's, like, a homeless... Oh, Greg can tell you about this, because I don't use it. I don't even look at it. How about the... There's the, a... The, uh, the, there's a, uh, an alt altar to Satan, and uh, every night you can... Uh, give it a packaged chicken and you can pray at it and you burst into flames and you start taking damage but the longer you stay there you get more stuff so we're getting like dead cats we're getting scratch i'm getting scratch off tickets from satan it's satan's so giving awesome. me satan's giving me demon beer uh, he's satan's hooking me up i'll be honest it sounds like you're making out better than john's maybe your path is hold on hold on because you can build a like prayer altar and if you have this this is true you have a picture of (laughs) obi-wan yeah (laughs) kind of looks like jesus you can pray to it and it boosts your morale <laughs> You're just insane. You think it's Jesus, but it's it looks it's like Obi-Wan. I think it's based on the meme of someone yeah. saying that their mom had a picture of Obi Wan from Episode Two because he kind of that's what the one with the long hair. It does look so like Jesus. Someone told you like Jesus. Jesus. I remember a story like that. Just real quick, let me interject. Uh, 
my girlfriend was at my grandma's house one time. My my old Italian grandma doesn't speak any English. Classic, you know, Italian right. immigrant in New York sure. City. And she and my and my girlfriend goes like, uh, I, I I don't remember exactly what she said, but something along the same lines, like, oh, you have a she has a photo of like, oh, she likes Star Wars or something like that, or or she, why does she have a photo of like Obi Wan Kenobi or something like that? Dead dead fucking serious. But it was a fo- it was a fucking photo of like Padre Pio, who's I guess he, I think he was like a priest and now he's like a saint, whatever. Oh, okay. But same fucking. I, pretty anyway, good. I'm I was dying. Yeah, if you know, if you know Padre Pio is, that's uh, funny. But no, nah, 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 that's still a good one. Still a good one. Uh, and then to to further answer your question, yeah, yeah, so the other direction. <laughs> Real quick, there's different factions in the game. You know, there's um, uh, there's prisoners, there's junkies, there's drunkards. Um, and maybe a few other miscellaneous ones. And sometimes when you work with one, they want you to fight the others and stuff. Um, but one of them got me involved with the like the mob, and they taught me how to break into cars. And uh, on the calamity day, there's nobody out on the street, dude. And it was fucking. It was like Christmas. Everybody's gonna come out the next day, and their fucking windows are gonna be smashed in. I shit in every one of the cars. What the fuck, dude? I didn't, I, I didn't actually shit in the cars, but I did steal every single parked car in the game. I think if Sister Agnes found out about that, she I'm would be uh, happy about it. All right, but on the plus side, I had to go kill Marty the Satanist. Did you kill him? I had to kill yeah, him. Yeah. No, it didn't affect him. their game. He's still there for them. But I, I did kill him. That's murder. I don't think Agnes would like that very much either. That's a, even so. He literally had the dark power of the Satan flowing through him. They sent two other homeless guys to fight him at once. Yeah, but what happened to an eye for an eye or whatever? You murdered they sent somebody. two other homeless guys to fight him at once. And he beat him up, and then I had to go in there. That is that is killing. That is a sin. I took a I don't, machete. I think I, that I wield, Greg's side My is, homeless is weapon, the, I wield a machete. Side. Yeah, he's the machete uh, homeless man. I, you you sound evil. You sound like more no, of a Satanist than, no, than I no, wander the streets. No. Uh, I'd like digging through the trash. When people try to argue with me, I bash them with my hammer until they leave me alone. Marty sounds like a Satanist in like you know the the real world sense. You know, where no, uh, he lived just in the like, no, he lived in the sewer. Okay, so where do you live? <laughs> We live right across the street from yeah, we live across uh, the street from house. the sewer, dude. <laughs> it's different. It's totally different. It's different. We live next to a. We There's live next to a. We actually live behind a hotel. Yeah, we live behind a hotel. Uh, so I, can, I mean, I love this game. I really do. I can go on talking about it forever. Did you guys yeah, game, I uh, when we first played, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I only played like an hour of it. It's hard. Once playing you, through now, I dig it. It's like I said, cool. once you kind of get into the loop and understand that you gotta like seek out and find these homeless people and do their missions, uh, it gets way more fun than than you, like, oh, I'm just a survival game. And um, for for the record, if you could just put it on the record right here, um, yeah. would you guys say that being homeless is lit? Dude, being homeless fucking sucks. I do not want to be homeless. I'm fucked. All right, that's if I'm going to be homeless, I need John and Alex to be homeless with me. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, <laughs> if, if, you know, if thought about it. Well, home is where your friends are, right? You know, as long as you have those. You I can, guess, yeah, we should all just, we should all just go be homeless somewhere. Yeah, make it makes like me nice realize base. that it, it does take a community to survive. You know, you can't do everything on your own. 
No, whether true. whether it whether uh, it be homeless surviving or, or or you know just just normal person surviving. That's a really insightful take. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and then you know there's a, actually a hardcore mode. Uh, probably gonna give us some cooldown time. You know we got Baldur's Gate coming. I want to try the hardcore mode with four people. We got to get another new person though. At least You're one new tear person. yourselves apart. Maybe I'll forsake all my possessions and my. My 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 fancy apartment, your cushy life. Streets. You come on yeah. down to the. Hey, streets. you know what, Vito? That's an idea, or that's the next Vito Andy experience. Both new guys on the streets. We have to figure it Ooh. out. Shit, we never fucking make it. Oh, are you kidding me? Our brains put together, dude. We. I would. De- I would definitely hey, carry Vito. We would optimize. All the homeless people. Right. We, we would first off sort them. You'd be shitting yourself. We would unionize in everybody in the uh, junkie. You, you, uh, you'd stick your hand in the path. dumpster. You'd you'd release your hand from the dumpster and realize you have several dozen needles sticking out. And you'd wander down the street. A thug would cave your skull in, and then you would die. John, and then a cop would arrest you. And you'd John, die in what, what, <laughs> John, what do you see if you see five trash cans lined up in a row? What a toilet, a place for food. I see five trash cans lined up around. You know what I see? I see at least ten wooden planks, a few nails, some duct tape. A lot tape, of junk. Right. At least, a, at least, hold on, at least a chair, perhaps a broken stove that I could fix. Maybe a phone bag. Maybe some headphones. You know what I see? Possibly a, a computer. And I think, I bet Vita sees this too. We see an exosuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do not see, I see an, an exosuit suit that allows me to to destroy all the other homeless people. Absolutely. But I don't kill them though. I show them mercy. Right. I make them bend the knees. Now we have a homeless army. You know, it's I, like you know what? You know what? It's I like having twenty thousand nukes but never launching one. Like it's just, I want Vito to be tested. I want to see if he can hold his morality when he's in those streets uh-huh. and when he when he's offered the big bucks for just hey, don't even steal the bike. Just tell us where it is and we'll steal it. We'll see if he takes the offer. <laughs> Why don't we call? Why don't we call people who have homes home more? Homos, homos. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Flash. It's a South Park joke, ain't it? Hey, Vito, or homos? Can I ask you a a clarifying question, Vito? What's that? Uh, So it pertains to your girlfriend's story. Um, Would she not ask me about my girlfriend, bro? (laughs) Was the picture of? Like so, yeah, I looked up single? what Padre Pio looks like. <laughs> nice. She was she was comparing him to. She thought it was Alec Guinness, right? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> yes. the, the person not, you would not, see not, a Padre Pio was oh, of an Padre old man Pio. who sort of looks yeah. like Alec Guinness as Obi Wan. Nah, he definitely does in the first Star Wars. Yeah. If you look it up I right now, yeah. It. That so I think that's exactly what it was, and I don't know if she knew the name like Star Wars character. I think she might have just said like, "Oh, why your grandma likes Star Wars or something like that." That makes it better to me because that's a different variety of Obi Wan to, to, right. to confuse. Yeah. Uh, he's great. got two levels to it. Uh, I could keep talking about Hobo Tough Life forever, but I, but I'll stop now. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on. That's all I got. Okay. Hey, uh, let me check the one. time. I think we're we're about an hour five. I think it's time for a break. S- it's about ten o'clock. Get everybody a nice new drink onto their into their drink stand. Um, re- replenish their their video game cups and, and come back drinks. with more stories, tales from the gamer. That is to say, Greg, myself, and Vito. Yeah, 
a smoke our video game uh, cigarettes. Yeah, but don't do that. Fill our and then drives. We'll shoot up our video game uh, juice. I'm gonna use my strange drink, drink. John. Uh, I'm gonna make a few life bringers for us. Yeah, yeah, let's make, do this break. Yeah, this this podcast could use some life. Am I right? I mean, come on. I I can make some life bring. We just need some strained uh, booze. Strange drink and some strained booze. You guys got that right. You guys definitely got that. I got booze Probably. in my hand right oh. now. Drink. All right, now go ahead and put it through a drinks. strainer. If <laughs> what? What do you use for a strainer? Wait, a sock. What? I mean, if, if I put this through a it's strainer, a sock. If I put this through a strainer, it's just gonna be the same on the other end. Well, yeah, but you'll get the cigarette butts and stuff out of it. Oh, oh, sorry. I have a clean, clean beer. I actually don't have any butts in what? it. What? Wow, Fo- hoity-toity, Mister Clean Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you definitely, you definitely could not make Boy, it. Boy, you ain't gonna make it on the streets. I tell you <laughs> that right now. I'm be peeling you off the side. They're gonna walk. find you. They're gonna find you hanging out with Kroll. I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> I like my beer. I leave. I leave a couple cigarette butts in there. It gives it a little. Little smokiness, yeah, a little smokiness, a little kick. Hey, you know what? I don't respect that. I don't respect it. I'm not on that. No. Have you noticed that people have started actually calling the site X? Maybe unironically. I'm really annoyed by that. I don't know why anyone would start doing that. Uh, I don't know, man. I I think <clears throat> I have noticed that. Sorry, first to answer the query, yes, I've noticed that. It does also annoy me. I don't know why people would do that. Just call it what you've been calling it for a decade plus. <laughs> yeah, what the real name of the site is, let's be honest. <laughs> but, you know, there's also, like, the, the pedantic must-be-correct thing inside all, all, a lot of us, including me. It's like the... Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to call it X because it is called X. I might think that's dumb, but... That's reality. But the truth of the matter right now, yeah. Well, how right. long for you, Flask, do you start calling it X? Like, if it remains X, how long does it take before you get to call it X? I think you it depends. It I think if it was a different context, I would be more willing to. I probably will never, ever call Twitter X in my life. Even in, like, five years from now, yeah. it's remained X, and all the branding has even successfully in most and society is kind of like... We've all kind of just moved on to X. I it mean, helps so that I've never really been a Twitter user, but again, it's context. I don't, I think it's the dumb, I think it's a dumb as hell uh, change. And also, I don't have to refer to it that often. So I think it's both humorous and fine by me, like mentally, if I just continue to call it Twitter for all of time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that the Twitter branding isn't going away either. Like, I think that. I, I imagine that messages will still be referred to as tweets and that internally in some places it'll still be called Twitter. They already changed tweets. What is tweets now? Posts. <laughs> I, I mean, I said that because I went to Twitter and it's it says X happening now, join Twitter today. So I assume that the branding was still going to be mixed in some way. I'm sure they probably have like some simultaneous branding like for like while you know some overlap while they're like changing things but i don't know i mean i I don't use twitter at all i think the whole thing's dumb i hate elon musk yeah 
and he's an idiot. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see just actually, even if it never changed back, I could see calling it Twitter for the rest of my life. I think that could actually happen. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to move right on over to our good friend Greg. Good friend Greg is what they call GFG. Greg. All right, GFG, what do you got? In the fucking we house. talked about Resident <laughs> Evil. We talked about hobos. Uh, you know, some other things I've watched. Uh, I watched uh, Batman, the doom that came to Gotham. Which one is uh, this? Did uh, you? Batman. This is a from this year. Uh, Batman animated movie. Uh, it takes place in the early 1900s uh, during Prohibition. And it's basically about uh, like... Raj al Ghul uh, trying to bring a like an old god into uh into Gotham and it's all like uh who's Lovecraftian who's, who's, based. Who's, who's Batman? Fucking yeah, who's Batman? You don't know who Batman is? No, I mean like you guys don't know Batman? Oh, Batman's Bruce Wayne, bro. But they it's, just have they've they been just doing have a bunch Bruce of these kind of the... like alternate continuity. Yeah, it, yeah it, movies. I see. Okay, there was one that was like samurai in the. I don't know who Batman is. Hang on. I know who Batman is. Don't don't surprise. It wouldn't surprise me. But they have a few different villains in there, and they're uh, like they're all pretty different, different themed, like based off of like all the uh, crazy Lovecraft shit going on. Uh, Oh, pretty solid. Sorry, it's not the same continuity as Gotham by Gaslight, right? Which was an earlier one? Because uh, that one's. I, uh, have not, I think that one's. I did in the 1800s. not watch that one. Never mind. I think that's one. I think that one's in the 1800s. Uh, when you, did you just throw out like? like I, I get what you mean instantly when you say like prohibition era, but is it? Are you actually meaning that literally during prohibition era? Oh man, so everyone's pissed because they can't like drink. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I, when they when the, when they uh, when they get to Gotham, you see the like, cops like uh, raided like a bar and they're like dumping out beer and shit. Oh shit! Uh pretty good though. Recommend it. So that's interesting. Uh, Is there any like like thought put into like making a Batman suit in like 1920s and that kind of thing, or is it just? Uh, there, wave. there is a bat. There, there is a suit. But all that's like got the suit. suit. I'm looking at it right now. It's got a, it's got like a weird collar. I think I, I like the suit. I think it's cool. Well, if you think about it, bat, uh, the time of prohibition would have been around the time that Batman was actually first introduced in the comics. I thought so, Batman was first introduced post World War II. Yeah, what are you talking? No, oh, 1930s. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. 1940s. 30s. He says. 30s. Oh, okay, I was gonna say prohibition was earlier than that. Um, just for uh, just wait, for hold on. that this, can't be this true. Is what, uh, this is what uh, this is what Poison Ivy looks superhero. like. Superman did come before Batman, but Batman was introduced in. I thought 39. Superman definitely wasn't until the forties. No, no, he was in the thirties. No? Yeah. Now, Superman and Batman were both thirties. Batman came after Superman. Batman was in uh, thirty-nine. That's that was the year he was introduced. I'm oh, sorry to keep uh, talk, bringing this up, but. Um, is the did they did they explore Batman's origin in this, and does that have anything to do with smuggling alcohol? Uh, no. So his origin for this is that his parents uh, die, and he runs away yeah, up to a clock tower, this. and uh, the bats scare him. 
That man and is always Bruce Wayne. His parents always die. Don't matter if he's a caveman, yeah, prohibition, future <laughs> samurai. Is there a caveman? There is nothing. The only thing they have about pro. I shouldn't even have mentioned prohibition now because I knew you would have gotten fixed well, no, on this. Like some I, I, I crazy like that. man. I, I like that era and a lot of things like were create a lot of things that we just think don't you know don't think of were created during prohibition, like the mafia. So, like the. Mafia, I guess. Not really, but... Uh, or like NASCAR. You know, shit like that. Oh, um, uh, there is actually... Alright, uh, now that you said that... Um, yeah, the women got the vote right, right before. The, Bat- the Batmobile is like this pretty fancy uh, car. Not like uh, or like some crazy race-looking race car. You know, pretty cool, dude. You foolishly asked if Batman was a caveman. I'd like you to go oh ahead and look in the yeah. pod discussion. God, that is in the cool. aftermath of Final Crisis, when Darkseid blasted yeah, Batman with his, uh, yeah, with his with his uh, Omega Beams. Neanderthal Beam. He got sent... He, they thought he was dead because he was a skeleton in a bat suit, but then he wasn't dead, and he actually got sent back in time to be a caveman and then like a pirate and such. There was a pirate bat. Yeah, there's a pirate Is one. Is that a good run? There's definitely a pirate one. Sick. I don't. I don't. I never read it, cool. but it definitely sounds cool. Sounds like some. He's basically what's that uh, TV show uh, where the guy jumps in different bodies? Quantum leap. Yeah, he was quantum leaping. Yeah. And Batman is pretty cool. Anyway, sorry, Greg. You're you're all right, man. Oh, pirate Batman looks. Oh, cool. well, you just... like he's wearing pajamas a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's what he says. Oh, this one looks cooler. But yeah, so you watch you watch that movie. Yeah, yeah watch it. Good. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good. We're all love Batman here, folks. Title is of course a reference to the doom that came to Sarnath, which is one of Lovecraft's stories. I don't know if it's based on that story. There's I have Pilgrim no idea. Batman. We all do that. You'll just have to watch it, bud. I guess so. Uh other shows that I've watched, well, last uh, show I started watching yesterday, uh, that the Harley Quinn TV show on uh, oh, okay. on Max. Very popular. Like right Harley now. Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy show. Yes. Uh, I'm like four episodes in. It's all right. I uh, I like to see all the uh, all the people. Uh, Jim or Gordon's fucking just this crazy drunk dude who's like. Uh, some fucked up cops, some beat cop. Uh, very, very funny. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I was looking up the uh, that chat. show is like largely comedy, right? Oh uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty comedic, and uh, people get like horrifically murdered in it as well. Oh, so. okay. Murder good. But Murder good. Pretty good. Uh, I'd uh, I'll have more to say on that later. But you know, like I said. Uh, the episodes that I've watched is just Harley breaking up with the Joker and the Joker being mad about it. Why and, it? Uh, and yeah, that's that's what it is so far. Uh, video game wise, I uh, I, re- I I downloaded and replayed Callisto Protocol and I played the DLC Flash, so you don't have to. <laughs> Thanks. I was it. Uh, so I played with New Game Plus. And right as I beat the game, I said, "Dude, I had a pretty good time. Ooh. I had a, I had a, I had a good time playing Callisto. I ain't gonna lie. 
Wow, that's I was, nice. I was, I was smashing dudes. I was having fun. And then I played the DLC, and I hated that game. It made, it made me hate that game so much, dude. Oh. oh. The DLC sucks. Sucks no. eggs, Flash. Damn. No, hold on. I'm just going to throw out something here. Could it have been because the DLC is meant to be played after like the, the main game was kind of harder, and maybe you were just out of practice? Or what didn't you like uh, about it? Well, I played I played the DLC right after New Game Plus, so it was like it went in right into it. Oh, okay, okay. So, I didn't know you so played I, I didn't yeah, know you did New Game yeah, Plus. Yeah, so I didn't have any issue with that. It was just the story sucked, uh, and the way they were trying to explain everything at the end uh, double sucked, and they you could tell they were just like, all right, we're done with this. We don't want to do this anymore. We're yeah. done with this game. Now, where it's did kind of the worst case scenario. fit in there? Uh, it made me uh realize. I don't know. Who cares? I don't even want to make a dumb joke. Yeah, uh, right. it it's just uh they, you could you can tell it, they were just they're they're done with the game. Didn't want to explain anything. Okay. So, whatever. Whatever, Flash. I do. You know what? I recommend playing the base game. I think that was fun. Yeah, and I will do that. But don't play the DLC because that okay. ruined the game. I actually haven't got the DLC yet, so I may not get it. Yeah, there you go. That ain't bad. Um, you may have saved me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, other than that, you know, hobo tough life. Uh, like John said, me, we've been going through that. I've been having a having a hoot and handy good time playing that. Uh, living living my toughest life. Um. So I gotta look back at my list. Oh, uh, and last thing, uh, I'm surprised John didn't actually talk about it, or maybe he did in a few podcasts ago. Uh, we bought this game, Small Land. Small Land. Oh, yeah, I've seen you guys. Seen you guys playing that. So uh, it's basically like uh, Small Land, Survive the Wilds. Uh, it's an early access game. Uh, it's basically like uh, Grounded, uh, I think, right? Uh, John, you can uh, similarly buildy, crafty, survival. Uh, yeah, stuff. it's like it's like an yeah, it's an open world uh, I mean, survival game where you're you're a small like I want to call them like fairy ant creatures or whatever the hell. Really, the only th- thing the game shares. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. The only thing the game okay, shares is that you're a small person in a well, small a humanoid in a, in a large world. Uh, you know, ground is much more story based. Uh, you know, first person combat's a little bit weaker. I'm actually really liking small lands. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a uh, like ten hours in it. Uh, we, it's been a couple weeks, like a week uh, since we played it, but it very pretty enjoyable. Seeing all the uh, the big bugs they got going on. If you've already played ten hours, do you know a pro- Are you getting a feel for approximately how long the early access content might last you? Uh, so we actually, well, I mean, we played. So I played a little bit more than Greg. So we played after we went to sleep. We actually got to the end of the early access content oh, okay. when we first played the game. But then on the twentieth of of July, um, like a new big update came out. So there's like a whole new area that we have not gone through yet. Cool. All right. How long did the did getting to the, like the end of that content take you initially? Do you know? Um, 
Uh, let's see how much time I have in the game really quick. I have 15 hours, so maybe, yeah, maybe around 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't even think this is, I don't know. I don't think it's going to make sense except for to me. But I feel like the <laughs> the way I can distinct the two games is that Grounded feels much more zoomed in on being small. And Small End feels, I don't know, much more zoomed out. All right. Like in Grounded, you feel small. Um, Bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know. It sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> in Grounded, you feel small. Like the things around you are like ginormous. And, and they feel ginormous. In small lands, I feel like I'm a normal-sized person in, like, a really big world. And I don't know if you understand the distinction, but there's one in my brain between being That's interesting. a normal-sized person in a giant world and a extremely tiny person in a normal world. They're two different things to me. In small okay. land, that's the former. Would you say that's a detriment to its sort of, like, immersion, or it's just a different way of experiencing it that is not better or worse? Just yeah, just a different way, not better or worse. Okay. You feel more in small land. You feel more like Jack and the Beanstalk. Exa- and exactly. In grounded. You feel more. I feel like more honey. honey I shrunk the, the kids. kids. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I, uh, Good I'm one. Cracking the code, Vito. You figured it out. And I'm understanding you. I'm on the same wavelength. Uh, but both good. Not not that one is better than the other. Just just different. You know, perspectives on it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, John really, really said it. Uh, that's small land. That's all I got, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of boring. When you first you know, sent me your list, good stuff, Greg, I thought for no reason other than just I me being dumb, I thought that that read Smallville, and I was like, huh, Greg's getting Small- Smallville. <laughs> Interesting choice. I'm excited yeah, to hear. Yeah, he's got a really real DC-centric DC. list this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I'd really surprise you guys. Uh, I mean, I was gonna. Th- I, I feel like I had to leave this for you, Andy. This is oh, the last. Oh, well, this is the only thing I got anyway. For you, right? Um, yeah, it's all Vito and Andy have. I, what did Vito got? He's got nothing. I got nothing. All right, then I'll save it for you guys. Go ahead. We completed Barotron. Completed. It's about the adventure time. is over. Yes. Did you it's end over. up? Did just did you end up finding the playtime for that that run? I couldn't. No, it's not recorded. Not that I saw somewhere. Damn. Okay. Um, Ballpark it. What do you guys think? 80, 60, 60 to eighty. Are you really? serious? That was. Are you, well, are you including like your your prep time and stuff afterwards? I'm including everything that went into that run because it all matters. You're including sub time, building yeah. subs. No, and you no. Have, okay. no, you have no. you have 61 hours in the game. Yeah, I have 61 hours in Bower no. but there's there's other. Or, no, I, do, I I have 60. Yeah, 62 hold on, let's see. 62 hours in Battle Channel, but there's other runs in there, though. This was the... That's what I'm saying, recently, so it can't be. recently, Vito has 13 hours played. Recently, Alex has 24. Uh, Andy, 61. Well, if you click on it, you can see their total hours. Andy actually has 234 hours in Battle Trauma. Yeah, but a lot of that, I left the game on. Well, yeah, you might have just left open, but still, I, I, you guys I, would have honestly, enough time for a 60 to 80. I think Alex is the closest... To the real age. Alex has ninety one hours. Sounds, Alex Alex was yeah. in every round that I was in, almost. Like, well, he has ninety one hours total, twenty four hours recently, and I don't know what recently means. I think him. I think if he has, oh in the last two weeks, last two weeks, twenty four hours. I think forty to 
60 is is a I think it's definitely more than 40 and I, it could be more than 60 but I'm just it seems reasonable well, so, anyway what I'm getting at it sounds like a big waste of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was I mean, you guys fun. were super obsessed with it. I would, I, I would have totally uh, assumed something like sixty or more. Like it's, it yeah. seemed like you're playing it every single night. You guys were like sucked and just kept having to restart. You're <laughs> not playing. I was not playing every single night. I played the least out of everybody. I'm, I'm sure, or maybe more than Greg. You play more than Greg, less than everybody else. So John, Barotrauma is one of those games where every time you game over, it resets your playtime on like Steam. <laughs> I should. Um, I can't believe I have seven hours in Borrowed Trim. I must have just left the game on. No way I played that long. Uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. Uh, I liked the ending. Um, that certainly, you know, it feels good to finally have finished that game after so many false starts over the years. Um, a few months ago, I had in my head that I really wanted to finally play and beat this game. Uh, I'm still a little surprised that it actually happened, but I'm glad. I yeah. had a great time. Uh, super and satisfying seeing good. my sub go all the way to the end, too. That was, that was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. It feels good that we set, like, we, we said, like, we got to beat this before Baldur's Gate. And we did. I was worried. And we literally did, like, we had <laughs> with an extra day or whatever. I mean, I was worried with all the, the moving activity in the last week or so on my end. Like, it was there was a risk it wasn't going to happen. And our last session, we went, we were up late, later than any of us are normally up. We finished it around like 3 a.m. or something, or 2.30 a.m. Yeah. And it didn't barrow traumatize you? No. It didn't, dude. It was a good time. It was a very good time. I had a blast. I had a blast. It was easy to get sucked into. We had a lot of uh, a lot of good personalities. People were really into it. Like, I think Dustin being the captain helped put the whole thing together for me. He has a really good personality as, on the helm. Uh, oh, yeah. Alex is the doctor. Me and Vito doing mech shit. Even our security officers, if they weren't there uh, as often as others, Greg and uh, yeah, everyone really fell into their roles very well and handled their shit like, like I, you know, I, you could count on anybody doing their role to be good at yeah. it. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool. Yeah, we had some crazy moments fighting large abyss creatures. Moments where it looked like things weren't going to go so well. Uh, but we came through on the on the final our sub. On the final session on the final set of maps. I won't go into spoilers, but there was one point where we were trying to figure out where to go. Captain sends out an away team, and we were playing on local voice, so you like, have to use the radio and stuff. I I, I want to know what Alex and Dustin must have been thinking when they sent me and Vito out, and then I think they hear me screaming like, "Oh my god!" and then I die. And Vito's like, I can't find him. I think he's in there. And then, like, Vito's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we both got destroyed. Um, yeah. It's a lot of great. Just or, There's or, a lot of just. Or that time where. <laughs> go ahead. Or that time where you left the ship and uh, you were going to mine. Looking for material. Yeah, looking for materials. You're going to mine something. And <laughs> That's then, what I just forgot reminded of. And we were like, found the. Uh, we like heard a noise. Uh, and it was like an end worm, I think, or there was a, a latcher, a latcher, which is a very large monster. Dude, I was, I guess, I was out there mining on your ship. We thought we were clear, but I was out there mining, and all of a sudden, I see a, te a tentacle, a tendril coming in for me, and I knew I was about to die. So I tried opening up the comms and just shouting, "I'm dead!" 
but I don't even think I got that far before. No, it did not come it, through. It, it didn't. You just went silent. It, the game's very immersive, and like you we know, look, that we're aspect. like, oh, we we kill it. We're like, oh my god, where the hell is Andy? We look down, all we see is his little uh, like cargo uh, cargo jet cargo thing scooter, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just floating there. And then we and then we had to battle that latcher. We did. We killed it, and that was an epic battle. But we we had lost Andy. They just. It's a it's a great emergent sandbox for just a lot of funny moments happening. Like again, last night, me and Vito, we were we were crafting and like getting up all the weapons and stuff and like we were getting ready for an away mission and all of a sudden Alex goes over the comms, uh the captain's almost dead, I need help. And we're like, What the fuck? <laughs> when did anybody leave the sub? We we just got here and Dustin had just gone up ahead of everybody and got swarmed and Alex fortunately found him. Yeah. The game's very, yeah, it's just a, it's great at being like immersive, obviously, you know, with the local chat, the, you know, the comms that sound like radios and, you know, all the roles and stuff like that. Even shit like I'm the mechanic. So I spend pretty much all my time on the ship repairing shit, fabricating shit. And then like, you know, we, we go into battle with these things massive massive creatures a lot of times i don't even see what the fuck they look like i'm just in there repairing leaks and stuff and it kind of it kind of makes it scarier even honestly like not knowing what the fuck we're fighting but hearing like the captain or whoever's on the guns like yelling about how, oh my god it's it's fucking huge what is that dude i'll never yeah, forget uh, cool. it was before the Hardman run but it was on this series of runs we had one where I don't remember all everybody that was there, but we had just done a mission or something, and Greg was the captain. Um, we thought everything was chilled, and Greg walks back through the navigation terminal and, and screams, "Oh my God, we're gonna die!" Uh, because <laughs> because you saw the the fucking latcher, and we were right above the hydrothermal vents. That and like we were that was like jump three or four. Like there was no way we could have taken a latcher. Yeah, game was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I love any of those games where you're where co-op where you know like pulsar where everyone has a role and we're operating we're getting this ship to it you know its destination and, and we, we we go on a journey together i always like those games and, and like just emergent stuff happens you know yeah what were you gonna say um, does does the game have an ending yeah yeah okay which which is is pretty interesting because there's like basically no story like the entire time i was gonna say yeah. very loosely like you're deciding whether you want to like help the coalition or the separatists more but it really is just flavor like it has no almost no story there's like not different decisions you're making along the campaign um but basically the the overpre the you can kind of piece it together i guess if you play on the default settings, which we don't play on, where there's this thing called Jovian Radiation that's chasing you. Um, Jovian Radiation exists to destroy, essentially, like, the path behind you. Um, every few rounds, it, it, it inches forward ever so slightly. Um, huh. And that makes it so that you can't dwell in one area and you have to keep moving forward. So I guess from context, you can pick up that the ending of the game is when you either escape or stop the radiation. But that's all you know. Playing the whole game, pretty much. Okay. Mostly just an excuse, like you said, to make that emergent gameplay happen. Those moments and scenes and stuff Absolutely, like that that you were yeah. doing yourself. Yeah. 
and the ending was not i mean it was very cool we, we, the final we fights were cool but like monster yeah, but not yeah. like elaborate i would say was i would elaborate? say it was interesting yeah. for sure actually but yeah. okay. I, I would say That's it good. did i would say it did have like an interesting sci-fi twist at the end that i dug it's just the game I, I hadn't come to, to it for the story beforehand so i only cared about it so much you know but it wasn't sure. a, well, it wasn't like it revolutionary. It wasn't like, oh, you gotta like see what's at the end. It's just like, oh, that was kinda neat. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's good it has something at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thirty-five buck game. I definitely got my money's worth out of it. It was a great time. And we're not we're not necessarily done with it. We got Baldur's Gate three coming out, so we know our lives are gonna be that for the for the next future. Next but, short term, yeah. But we'll we'll, we'll come back. I'm excited to come back. There's always mods. We didn't really play with too many mods. There's always more mods you could add. Harder difficulty, apparently. I like mods. We will be doing a hardcore run eventually. Assuming that Space Station 14, Unity Station, or any of the other thousand projects out there haven't yet uh, produced a viable product. Uh, And then, when that happens, gamers, that will be my life. (laughs) It was nice knowing you. Vito, you, did you have anything else? That was kind of my round table. I don't really have anything else I want to comment on. But No, I had a great time. Glad I'm really glad we played that game. Uh, me too, but I'm asking, do you have anything else you want to talk about in your round table? In my round table? Yeah. I thought this was your round yeah, table. Yeah, I'm done. I don't have anything else I want to talk about. I mean, I moved, man. I, I, I've been... I haven't really been consuming anything of, of, of oh, what um, we're talking about. I mean... If you want me to just like live live riff, like let me let me look at my Steam real quick. What was my last play games? Bear Trauma oh, no. played up. Okay, yeah, me and Charlie have been playing played up again. Sick game. We should do more of that actually. Uh, Spelunky two, great game. D- Divinity Original Sin two, great game. Kano Lynch yeah. two, Dog Days, great game. You know, just why are these your these are your recent? Those are my five most recent play, games. When did you play Kano Lynch? Uh, don't worry about it. Probably installed it for a bit. What we do is not any of your business. Oh, we played Alien vs. Predator. We brought that game. Oh, out. Hell I would yeah, not have installed it. That for was a, a bit. great that game. Been yeah, that was a fun night. That was a fun night. We had we had like what nine? No, we had it was an uneven number. It was eight or nine. I feel yeah, like we had, we had like nine people playing. No, because I think we had three v three v four. So it was like ten people. No, I don't own it. I, I don't own AVP, so that's when I launched Kane and Lynch. It was a bit. I don't want to ever hear anybody ever say again that I can't get a full lobby of AVP anytime I want. Do it right now. Dude, and I will never I say that. We just got right right when we had to wait for the DLC to go on sale and everyone needs to buy it. So buy the new map. More than two maps. Yeah. All right. Vito, what else do you have? If anything. Uh, yeah, I'll just add one more game on. Oh, okay. Um, so last pod, which was forever ago, where I was there, I talked about, you know, me and my girlfriend, we played Strange Horticulture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I guess, yeah, I, I we finished that. I don't think I actually talked. I think I, I started talking about it, but I only played a little bit. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Do you guys remember? No. I never heard of this in my life. <laughs> okay, well, 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 we beat Strange Horticulture. I don't think I said this. We beat it. Um, I've, I've heard and, you talk about uh, it, but I don't remember if it was on the pod. I definitely talked about it in the pod, but I think no, I did. just had started it, and I was describing my thoughts so far. But we, we beat it in, uh looks like, 
about 10 hours. Uh, very enjoyable game. Uh, and I got it on sale, like a super sale during that summer sale. It was like, I don't know, eight bucks or some shit. Do you think and, it would have um, been less hours if you weren't playing it the way you were with two people and kind of casually like discussing maybe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, just, uh, and yeah, just cause like, you know, my girlfriend, like getting used to like using the controller and like moving, it's also not like a controller game per se. It's really meant, meant for having your mouse, mm-hmm. but you know, we're sitting on the couch and using the controller is a little janky. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a bit faster, but, um, great game. I definitely would recommend it to like flask. I feel like you would like it if you're looking for like a cozy, but interesting game. Uh, yeah. puzzle game it's it was i, I liked it I'm a lot looking at it, um, the video of I'm it gonna. and this looks like uh it's not it's not for you no i mean it looks good actually but it uh, for <laughs> you know, it's a- uh, the board game fans out there this looks like a cuter version of carcassonne I I've obviously heard of that game, but I don't know anything about that. Tile game. building, um, uh, farming, collecting. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a different game. I'm talking about Strange Horticulture. Oh, sorry, right sorry, now. sorry. I'll get to, I'll get to that though. I was I was, wa- right I was watching the video and I thought you guys had got to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a Strange Horticulture. This is a uh, de- mystery detective puzzle game where you own a flower shop. Hey, wait, what the fuck? Why is this for me? I don't know if you, it's a, it's look, it's like a very casual game and I just feel hey, like I've off. never seen you. Pl- I never seen you play those kinds of games really. That's right. No, you're right. Um, like it might not be enough game for you. Fair. Uh, I mean, feel free to try it out. I, I liked it, but Andy is always um, giving life a hundred and ten percent. That's like his main thing. God, no. Yeah, he just doesn't know. He doesn't know when to turn off. That's his problem. Turn off. God. And uh, and I I don't actually play cozy games, but now I'm playing. I'm, I was looking specifically for games for my girlfriend yes. that I could play with her, and I, I was very pleasantly surprised with this game, and I had a lot of fun and found it. I think like my first impression was like, oh, this is a little too casual for me, and then quickly got addicted to it. Um, and then Flask was talking about a couple pods ago, like those. Where's Waldo? Hidden object games, he's yeah. playing, and uh, so I know he could appreciate just like not. It's not turning your brain off. I mean, there are puzzle games. No, but, but chill games, like casual, yeah. late night, pop it on. You know, do a couple rounds and then turn it off. And that's Absolutely. what this game was for me. Cool. Um, and there's a there's a story that I was semi interested in. Uh, it didn't necessarily really deliver, um, and. Ultimately, I had got this. I mentioned this because um, we finished uh, the Golden Idol, which was a really, really great and, you know, kind of hardcore, for lack of a better word, like detective game. And and I've seen people recommend this game, Strange Horticulture, like in the same realm as that game. and they're wrong. They're like not even. <laughs> I, I don't know what. And and I was kind of like gearing up for like a really really interesting mystery. Uh, and it's it's not. But it's a fun casual puzzle game, uh, with just a nice little setup. Um. So yeah, you can check that out right now. It's full price, fifteen bucks. Uh, but if it goes on sale, I'll definitely pick that you should up. Should get Lucas right. Poach 
Unless you're Andy. Poke tied to a chair and force him to make puzzle games for all eternity. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I think Papers Please is prop nice one. I think Papers Please is is going to be a, one of the next games we play. But oh, so so to the that is not time, a puzzle game, really, uh, by the way. Just so you know, I mean, I guess it kind of is. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, eh, sorry, go ahead. Right. Um. So currently, we are playing more her. Actually, I'm not really playing it. Um. I this game came up in a couple of like threads I was looking at. Um. Like specifically for games for people who uh, have tough time with video game controls, you know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. also, also it was a good Steam Deck game. It was like an overlapping in those kinds of threads. It's called Dwarf, not uh, not Dwarf, Dwarf, D O R F, Romantic, with a K. Um, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam. It is. Dwarf Romantic is a peaceful building strategy and puzzle game. Uh, it's it's a like a city builder with these uh, hexagonal tiles. Um, that's the game that you were saying maybe looks like Carcassonne. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a very kind of casual puzzle game. It's a cute uh, basically, game. yeah, it's 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 cute. Um, it can be a little bit addicting. I think I'm probably done with it, but my girlfriend really likes it. She's been playing it a lot. Um, yeah, the, the draw of this game is that you're building these little lands with cities and forests and rivers and stuff like that. And you have, you get, you have a stack of tiles and you grab, you know, the one off the top and then you can place it wherever you want. And you could play this game if you want, like with, you know, no stress and just kind of build something that looks pretty and, you know, score some points along the way and you'll unlock different skins for your tiles, different tile pieces. Um, Or you could play it like very seriously and your goal would be to perfectly place every tile as best you can. And to perfectly place a tile, each tile has five sides. You want to match each side of the tile with whatever tile it's adjacent to. Um, so, you know, if there's a forest on the left, you know, upper part of the tile, you want to you want to place that side of the tile next to a tile that has forest in that same location. Uh, and it can be hard to do, as you can imagine. Um, and every time you perfectly place a tile, that's like a free placement. So you get a tile back. Um, And once you run out of the stack of tiles, the game's over. So your, your goal is just to get the highest score you possibly can without running out of tiles. And ideally, if you were like a machine, um, maybe you could keep this going for a very long time. Okay. Um, And that's it. And it's chill. There's just like a nice relaxing score that plays over the top. Um, there's this never any like a, raiders who come and attack you. It's just no, no. Points. It's 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 <laughs> super super low stress. You cannot. There's no penalties for anything. There are quests they're called that pop up, and it's basically like you might draw a tile, and that tile comes with a little bubble that says like, I don't know, 100 trees, and all that means is that that tile might have a forest on it. And it wants to be connected to a hundred more trees. And if you do that, 
you score like an extra, I don't know, whatever it is, 10 points. And there's different quests like that. So there's, there's ways to earn points. But if you don't do those things, there's no penalty. Uh, there's nothing that pops up on the screen that says like, eh, idiot, idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all just super chill. But you can get a mod um, for that, right? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> the idiot, idiot mod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's the game and that's it. And, right. uh, it's, it runs well on the deck and yeah, I, is I, there mean, like I recommend it if you're into games like that. Is there like some meaning to the word dwarf that I'm not privy to? Cause I feel like I've yeah, seen it I in was, other titles. I was wondering the same things. I think I have maybe seen it elsewhere as well. I don't know. Maybe it's like a style, like a, like a, like an art style or something. I don't, I don't really know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you look up Dorf on Steam, I see at least two other games with Dorf in the name. Yeah. Real time strategic conflict. <laughs> I'm googling it as well. <laughs> uh, is a German word maybe? Village. Yeah. It was, Village, it was a Tim Conway oh, character. Oh, well, that makes sense. Like, a yeah, it might mean something like that. Like a German, German, German kind of thing. Well, when you think village. about it, don't multiple German like uh, city names end in Dorf, like Dusseldorf, stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, that that's got to be what it is. It then. must be. That's what you, that's what you're building. Hey, we, you're building we all learned a little like bit about countryside Germany. villages. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's Dorf man. The other thing I was gonna say was uh, that reminded me. I saw another game that's coming out soon or to be announced called uh, Infection Free Zone, which is a, I think it's like a tower defense or city builder type thing, post-apocalyptic, or like base building, I think would be the best way to describe it. Um, But you're like building bases to specifically defend against like zombie hordes. It's got the isometric perspectives. Perspective, I don't know why I pluralized that. What does that have to do with Dwarf Romantic? Just like the sort of, it's reminded me, quite honestly, I happened to see a news article about it today that it's coming out sometime. Uh, you just are like building bases to protect against zombies. It's like a chill thing or no, I don't think so. It sounds high stress. I think it's high stress. The opposite of of very easygoing Dorf man. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of it in the opposite direction. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, I get it. It reminded you of it in that it's completely different. Well, it's the same type of game. It's just com- it's like for the completely different yeah, but opposite just like uh, way emotion. Different. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Why are you busting my balls on this, bud? <laughs> I just happened to see this in an article today. That's all. Infection free uh, zone. Infection free no, zone. I, I, you don't I, can't stop I, me. I, I see what you mean, and I think it was a valid suggestion. I'm just laughing because the absurdity of falling up door for ranting with infection free zone. It's, just, it's a funny game. Yeah, this is game. Yeah, if you like door romantic, also check out hatred. <laughs> Came out in like I don't know mid 2000s. Now that's a leap. That's a leap. Come on. Yeah, that is a leap. Miley post postal uh, came out. It's pretty yeah, postal pretty good. Yeah. You guys are all over, the, all over the place. Uh, Dwarf Romantic is 14 bucks full price. I got that at the summer sale also for much cheaper. So, uh, yeah, not an expensive. All right. Dwarf well, we'll, we'll see how much Infraction Free Zone costs. It has a demo on Steam right now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, uh, hey, we'll update you on that uh, next pod, everybody. Vito? Is that it? And that's, that's, 
that's that's all I got. All right. Hey, uh, a little birdie uh, has told me, Greg, we have some enemy combatants that remain yet alive still in Italy. I need to send my best man down there. Uh, I was just gonna say I gotta take a flight. I got a flight to Italy. Uh, I gotta go, go to, so I have to bail out before you guys get into the news. News. Goodbye, Greg, and good night. News, hey, news, on news, that news, flight, news. you should watch the movie uh, P- Padre Pio from 2022, uh, I'm starring already, Shia LaBeouf. I'm, I'm already gone. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm on my flight. <laughs> that real movie? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf played Padre Pio in a movie last year. That is so wild. <laughs> Andy, did you buy me something? No, what? I just saw a game that looked like it might help your brain a little bit. I'm trying to find out where... <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble like seeing my gifts right now, but I see that it's that Andy bought you something. Yes, I, I saw it was only a dollar, so I bought Vito the Little Mouse Encyclopedia. Uh, it's an interactive and educational experience for kids and their parents. I thought, you know... <laughs> Oh, nice, dude. That Little was nice Mouse you. Encyclopedia. It's really nice of you. Thanks. I mean, a dollar to help my re- my friend Vito's brain for sure. Hey, this looks. Hey, this looks pretty chill though. I actually really like the art style. In this. I did kind of like the art style. It was only a dollar. I wish it was like a game, you know, for like adults that had this this kind of art style. All right. Um, I will be reading the news curated this week by Flask for the most part. Um, James Cameron casually confirms that there are more Alita Battle Angel films being worked on. There were there was the first one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one with the weird looking, like big eyed girl thing. Yeah, they went for the big oh, anime eyes, but in real, it was a Robert Rodriguez film about. in 2019, a Jap- an adaptation of a manga by the same name, also originally known as Gunnam. Gunnam. Gundam. But yeah, so we like people who were fans of this, including me. Uh, of I read the original manga and then watched the film, and I liked the film. Um, have been just kind of like holding our breath a little bit on this. Like, will it ever get another one? Because the story definitely did not conclude in the first film. There's a lot more content to adapt. So uh, yeah, this is the first confirmation that more. Fi- he says films plural, but more film of Alita is actually being worked on, which is cool. That's kind of funny. <laughs> when you're when you're like that involved in stuff, it must just be hard not to accidentally leak stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's your job. Like you're just working every single day. You're around like dozens and dozens of other people who are also yeah, working. Yeah, it's the not same special thing. to you. Yeah, yeah. You're not thinking about that. And Butcher's Creek, which is a new game inspired by Manhunt and Cut and Condemned, is coming in 2024 from Dusk developer David Szymanski. Has cool. anyone played Dusk? Here? Yeah, I, pl- I played the demo. I mean, this game what looks... I mean, it passes the sniff test, at least from the eight or so images they have on the Steam page. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty neat. It looks... Uh, I like anyone who's trying to uh, evoke like that that style of like manhunt condemned. That sounds grungy, grungy, exactly disturbing, kind of. Yeah. And dusk, as far as I know, I still haven't. I bought it. I still haven't played it, but I want to. As far as I know, quite a good game. You know, it nails that style. So could be cool. 
Could be cool. I was I was thinking of a different game, by the way, not Dusk. All these games look the same to me. <laughs> Dusk is a, a retro FPS, old school FPS, uh, kind of one of the premier ones these days. For a for gamers for the low price of nine hundred and ninety dollars, you can attend this year's Comic Con in San Diego, where they'll be launching a Comic Con cruise. Yeah, it actually sounds fucking lit. The Ultimate Fan Adventure celebrates their passions and is full of surprises with original, one-of-a-kind entertainment delivered by iconic and beloved Comic-Con stars, the creators who step off the stage and die and party, interact with guests throughout the cruise in an environment like no other. That actually wow. makes me wonder, like, who, what, what the guest list is going to look like, or the, um... Yeah, what, what celebrities yeah, are, like, list. consenting to, like, be on a cruise for, what, what is this, like, two or three days? Or I, I mean, surely not. I mean... What, for any amount of time locked in a box with crazy fans. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's a like difference between being bands. on land and sea. Yeah. I feel like it'd be like bands playing the crew. You hear about that a lot, like a cruise with like a band playing, a popular mm-hmm. band, Weezer or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any Anyone who's going on a boat with people who clamor for them is is you have right. to you like, have to kind of have some courage to do that, I think. Yeah, you're locked in there with them. Gundam Evolution is shutting down only about a year after the release. This was oh, did, did anyone yeah, keep yeah. playing that? Did Kurt yeah. even keep playing that? I think Kurt well, and Alex friends were like from time to time, but not really. They were like really into it when it came out, and then they kind of fell off. And from what I hear, they were saying that just like I guess the audience got like cold a little bit where it's just like sweaties online and no like casual gamers so and i see how that can be not fun i remember when you guys were first playing it and it's you were all like really jazzed about it but that i that's unfortunate that seems to happen to like multiple um of these types of multiplayer games these days where it's just like the, the player base just dwindles and everyone seems to fall off of it for no real real reason but sometimes it is because of the the sweaty issue <laughs> uh invincible season two is going to be split the first four episodes will be coming out on november 3rd for the next four uh in early 2024 are you kidding me why why indeed and Flask also included this notes. Has anyone watched the new, newly released Adam Eve special yet? I have not. Uh, no, really. it's on my list. Though. I heard it was good. Okay. It's like a 50 minute thing. I have not. Do you know, Andy, do you know whether it's like adapting anything from the comic or if it's sort of like a original but supposedly canon backstory for Adam Eve? I have no idea. I no mean, my idea. base, okay. my base expectation was that it was going to give us a snapshot of her canon life, but I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's adapting like a specific arc, but maybe it'll be a piecing together a bunch of like snippets of information. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe expanding a little bit from what we do know. Yeah, could be. I hope by early twenty twenty four they mean like January. <laughs> Just I like, feel a like month if they meant January, of, they would tell you January, you know, just to like. You know. That's a good point. Yeah. I'd rather they just release it together at a later date because it's just going to kill my momentum. Like, well, I'm going like, to watch the first four episodes, then have to wait and then forget about what happened. 
like when you say early 2024, what you're saying is it's going to be in March, but it's not that bad. Right. Hmm. Exactly. Uh, Adult Swim's adaptation of Uzumaki actually looks kind of cool in this teaser, says Flask. Uzumaki says me. Um, is a manga written by the... I don't know how, why you'd say the... the horror mangaka. Horror mangaka. <laughs> Junji Ito. Yeah. Didn't they do one already and it was not good? Uh, They made a... Maybe multiple movies, live action Uzumaki. Well, I mean, specifically in Adult Swim, didn't they air one? And it was uh, there was a unanimated series made of like Junji Ito's works that was not good. I thought that was uh, I don't know if it, Adult Swim was. But maybe involved. it was Netflix. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't be in any way excited after the last animated effort we saw. I seen but, the trailer. It did look cool. But yeah, if you look in this, it looks uh, much more at, at, um, at the trailers for this. The teasers. Yeah, I'm digging the art style. You know, direct direct to art style. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Uh, really so if it's all like this, I would I would be in on that. Yeah, yeah. this looks very cool. Uh, very nice. The Entertainment Software Review Board wants to start using face recognition technology to check people's ages. Uh, hey, I'm 29. Don't give a fuck. No, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't see how they could ever actually do this. No, I, seriously. Oh, well, I, I don't understand. Where would this like be? Like in the store or like in the, uh, in exactly, the TV? Right? Or I guess it's in the TV, and then you you store millions of pictures of kids. Cause, you know, kids are gonna try it. Like, I have if I just take a picture of my ass. Vito's question was actually my main question. I don't know, like, how they would intend to apply this in reality. Like, who would, where would this be? I never really got. You had to go down to the video game uh, warehouse. Apparently, (laughs) like they schedule an appointment to get you. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, get a a license. The informed technical answer is that what this is meant to do is simply provide a yes or no answer to the question. Is this person above the age of 25? So says the ESRB. It is the sole piece of data they can extract from it. 25? Why do they care so much? I could see, like, okay, we want to tell, like, you know, a child from, like, teen to adult. You can do that by a picture. Are you going to tell an 18 year old from a 20 year old from a 21 year old from a 25 year old? It's a you know neural I mean? network that has been trained to recognize age by looking at millions of images of faces. Yeah, but like some people look like, you know, like I have like Andy. Some people have baby faces, dude. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't grow a beard. I, I, get, I get a little pencil mustache. Yeah, you look like you're like seven. It's right? embarrassing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, dude. Like, I, I'm going to lock me out of my game. I get chemo and then like my, my hair's gone. They're like, sorry, you're a baby. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> sorry. I'm real. But I want to play so my I, GTA. Hey, hey, John, I'm sorry, man. Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> no, that's, no. That's rated M, dude. <laughs> oh, too bad. Too bad. Sure, you go does, buy does Steam include beard? like ESRB ratings? Where do they show that information? They no, 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 they do, but I think when you make your account, you say like how old you are. Sometimes it prompts me when I look on a store page, it'll say like, hey, yeah, how old saying, are you? if I'm not signed in. Uh, I think it's just tied to your account. Like if you said you were under 18, it probably. Oh, I see it. If you scroll down, yeah, Baldur's Gate 17 plus. Good luck, guy. Ah, oh, fuck. 
It's just always so funny when these companies or organizations try to invent a solution for a problem that doesn't it's exist. Not an issue. Yeah, like who's this? Yeah, what's this solving? What's this solving? Parents, the solution has literally always been parent parental oversight, and that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> people let, just people, let people live their lives. Sorry. Apparently, Hololive has some Greg's exciting here, new okay. news. Can I skip it? Yeah, you can skip it. Well, <laughs> I thought Greg would be here. I, well, yeah, but I thought Greg would be here to talk about it a little bit. But yeah, all, all we need to say is that Hololive English Gen 3 is now uh, happening. They've introduced themselves. Okay. And there was one, I all idea. I want to say, there was one girl who is a goth or like emo book nerd. And I don't know how they knew about me, but apparently they did, and they they made, they they had her uh, introduce herself um, for my. Well, sake, the only so. thing I have to say about that is nice. Nice, dude. <laughs> oh, is that is that flasks? Uh, that's your that's your game. That's your. I guess so. Yeah, it appeals to me certainly. I don't know what any of these words are, so I, I'm, I'm I'm just imagining like did they invent like holograms or something no no yeah. this is a real life person who is pretending to be a, who's acting as a character who is a goth anime girl but her, the real her is a book nerd so she transfers that characteristic over to the character so she Basically, she will talk a, a about a person books. playing a vr chat character <laughs> yeah. you know but instead of them appearing in the stream when they're streaming uh, the vr chat character appears on the screen Basically, right, okay, yeah. and they're like the whole the whole sort of setup is that they're like they look like Japanese characters. idols, you yeah. know the the whole idol are idols. Sorry, idols are not anime characters. I understand that. Do you, I, I do you, although do you these idols are it, yeah. anime characters, essentially. Andy, uh, just let's just say that I get it. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I think we all get. it. I feel it. like you'd have you'd have to explain like so many things to me. For me You've to heard of a streamer, anime. right? You know what a streamer is. I do know what a streamer is. All right, just think of a streamer. But instead of a person to VR chat character. Vito, let's get out of here, man. How does yeah, the I just don't get, just don't get how they like what do they add more? Is this like a patch or something? What do you mean? What do you mean? What is the story? I don't get the Literally, story. it's it's a streamer like you would know them, except they have a like a phone in front of them. You're, oh, you're that the story scans is their face that, and the, there it is translates that's movement to an anime character well, no, no, and the anime no, no, no. character asking, is the one that appears uh, what's, the, asking, what's yeah. the story, the story. <laughs> just, uh, uh, I believe like every year or something they have like certain people stop streaming and then they bring on new people and this is just the time they bring on new people it's not necessary that they uh, as they call it graduate certain idols but sometimes that does happen it's just that every now and then, like every year to two years, they introduce a new generation. So of is like it like five. a channel that has, it's like a TV network that features several different VTubers. And it's then like, at any point they might, or no, sorry, better example. It's like wrestling and like there are VTubers who are popular, but then maybe like they decide to retire some of the wrestlers or the VTubers that aren't as popular and they switch them out for like a new guy. More so or like, less. Though like usually they don't they don't retire VTubers for like just them being obsolete. It'll be because they have a real life thing that happens or they get into some controversy <clears throat> or something like that. That was actually a good um, point and, and brings up a follow up question. Do VTubers does the VTuber space have a culture of heels and faces? 
More or less, yeah. There's there's some that like yeah, it's all the same sort of like pretend pl- playing around. Like we know their characters, so it's like there are some that are like notoriously horny or like notoriously you know like uh aggressive or something like that and there's other ones that are like baby faces who are who act all cute and innocent do vtubers have a union i feel like well i was gonna say they each have their own own individual channel on which they stream and then that is all of them are managed by like essentially a multi-channel network which is hollow live or in other cases other there's there's okay. other like uh, I was gonna say like do they own the rights to their character because like that could yeah just they be do like okay in the same way the Japanese idols are sort of uh, used and exploited by their managing organizations historically to this day I don't really know what that that is an idol. I'm just I'm just saying that that's the case they are exploited and kind of okay. like the Japanese idols the real ones are seen as like exploitable property essentially. And uh, VTuber idols in these organi- organizations are probably better than that because they have more like anonymity and control over their lives. But still, to an extent, it's the Japanese culture that sees them as like commodities to be exploited in some way, you know, and they do own the rights to like their likeness and their character and everything about them. If they want to leave, they can't take that character with them. They have to start a new thing. That they can't take that character with them. Correct. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's what I. That's what I mean. Like I, I think things could get a little hairy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's some controversy. <laughs> it's not all sunshine and rainbows. All right. I talked a lot what about we that. <laughs> well, according to something. sources. Nintendo's next-gen console is likely to release in the second half of 2024, and it will be portable. Haha, I knew it. I knew I wasn't an idiot for not buying a Nintendo Switch over the last 10 (laughs) years because I knew that they were going to release the next console just around the corner. I was right. (laughs) Um, I mean, cool. Yeah, basically my reaction. Cool. I'm not like, yeah, whatever. Would you guys be interested in buying a Switch too? I have a Switch. I mean, it de- it honestly completely depends on the games it gets in its life. I never use it. I only I only got a Switch what a year or two ago, and I played a bunch of the games that I wanted to play on it, and it has you know been worth its money that I paid for it. But um, there is a reason I didn't buy a Switch in the first few oh, years of its life. Right. Yeah. It's because I needed to let it build up that library that was confirmed I did actually want to play the games, you know? Sure. Yeah, I feel like at this point I really should just buy a Switch so I could play that library. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed doing that. Hey, guys. uh, Final Fantasy XIV's next patch will update the free trial to include the nomination-winning Stormblood expansion and its playable jobs, raising the level cap to the free trial to set level 70. Sick. Sounds pretty high. Is that high? It's pretty high. It's, it's 10 higher than the previous cap of 60. That's all I know. Oh. oh. I think so I, basically just play the game for free. Well, the catch is, is that basically. All, the, all the free stuff 
isn't the fun stuff, apparently. And you can't do it mm. with friends if you're on free trial. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's the worst. For part. me, that's that's the that's the arrow in the knee, you know, gamers. Mm-hmm. Oh, no friends, no bot. I got, I got, I got that one. Oh, it was a reference. <laughs> I only, that reference. only gamers can no, no, get this rare reference. No, I think that's pretty funny, actually. Now that I get it. All right. Yeah, unfortunately, Greg is not here to tell us, um, anything. Well, the big news this week is Baldur's Gate, which is why I have a few Baldur's Gate stories picked out, not on the docket, to just go over quickly. What the fuck? Secret news stories? Are you, it's not allowed? Fuck? I would rather Baldur's Gate keep these stories from my ears, you know? <laughs> Dude. All right, that, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, it was very hurtful, but pretty good. Uh, it I'd rather as good punch as myself right reference. in my fucking balls. Durr. <laughs> Uh, so first my Baldur's Gate story is Assassin's Creed Mirage is five times shorter than Valhalla which is a headline that somehow makes me more interested in Assassin's Creed again oh no that's totally understandable instead of being like 100 hours it's going to be like 20 hours great yeah I mean actually though no yeah literally yeah I mean that was my thing I, I tried playing Odyssey I know Greg loves those games and I'm sure they are good if you invest the time but like just so fucking much content and it's like not it's not it's bad loaded. stuff but it's not like amazing it's not like Elden Ring where everywhere I go is something new new and unique and cool it's just a lot of copy paste you know no, it's, it's all filler filler bullshit so, and you're definitely then, not alone because yeah. the half of the I feel like half of the discourse I see about the last couple of Assassin's Creed games these days online is about that bloat so I, I think it's a a common issue, and that's probably why they're making this decision. You know, I but I, I generally like the old school Assassin's Creed gameplay. Loop. I can see my getting into the right Assassin's Creed game. Maybe it'll bring it back. Baldur's Gate Three won't come to Xbox before twenty twenty four. Owned. Yeah, but just like just playing on the computer, man. Well, it. It's it's more interesting to me because it's kind of a story that's been growing for a while that Microsoft is shooting themselves in the foot with their Xbox branding with the Xbox Series X and S, um, where they demand that titles that launch on like they have to launch on both at the same time, to my yeah, understanding, and they have to have like feature parity and stuff. So my understanding is that Baldur's Gate three is ready to go on the Series X, and yet it cannot launch. Until they figure out the Series S, continue to huh. optimize it. Yeah, people suspect that's why uh, Thieves kind of sucks because every update they do has to be you know available on the I think it's like Xbox right. One or whatever the 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 last console. You only have like four ships in a server, and it's like there's no need for that. You could you should be able to have more. Yeah, hopefully they they do away with that. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. On one hand, it's nice that people who don't, you know, aren't able to buy the very newest thing can still play. But like, how many years has it been? There should be a reasonable cutoff. Point. Really I think I think a lot of video game launches, though. I mean, Halo uh, had a lot of issues. I think having Cyberpunk, the two hardware offerings, it's not a bad idea. But further locking it with like arbitrary rules, like feature parity on both hardwares, you know, like that. 
that I think is is really what's doing them in. Like I think, I don't know. I don't know the the logistics of how to do this, so I don't want to sound like a stupid idiot. Oh, just do this, but like I don't know. Like on PC, you could select like different, you know, graphic settings. Like why can't they just lock Series S into a lower graphic setting and uh you know frame setting than the Series X? You're right. Which means that the reason why it's not that easy means that even when they do that, they're still running into performance issues. So they have to try to solve those. Because I think you're right that, like, sure, they could just, you know, lower all the settings the same way that you could on your PC game. But they must still not be achieving optimal FPS and having crashings or something is why they still have to work on it. Kind of just speaks to the distance between the Series S and X hardware, I guess. Who cooked this spaghetti code? But I mean, I'll this is the kind you. of thing that like is only really even possible for AAA devs to, which is not to keep harping on Xbox. Another thing that harms their their console sales. I feel like um, PlayStation has a much friendlier environment for indie developers because an indie developer doesn't. I mean, a lot of indie developers don't have the resources to like develop for two similar consoles that have pretty wide gap in hardware and make them run perfect on both of them. You know. As well as on the PC. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, I was just thinking, Larian being a AAA dev, you know, pretty much. Like, hmm. Baldur's Gate is a giant production, is why they can go to these links, I think. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 developer Larian has also said they will definitely make a Divinity Original Sin sequel, but not before Well and Break. Sorry, but not before what? A well-earned break. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm in for it. I mean, it, that dude. makes and sense. I want to do it. I'm ready. I don't... Do you think that they do, like, a Fallen Heroes tactics game, or do they do a follow-up to Original Sin 2? Uh, I didn't play the first one, so I hope they do the second. Because while I didn't care for the story, I think the combat is different enough from Boulder's Gate where well, I would enjoy I another to, Divinity yeah. game. Interesting. I guess I haven't actually played Baldur's Gate, so I can't super comment, but I see them as very similar in my mind. Um, I don't know, just like, well, I mean, and I did play the early access. I know they've changed a little bit to make the easier levels more video gaming, more fun. You know how it is in D&D when you're low levels, you, you know, you get yeah. one attack and then you're done and you gotta wait. You know what I mean? So it definitely just, could uh, be, the pacing and it the, felt slower. I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. The flow. Different flow. That's all I got. I'm for my secret docket. I think That's I just saw something funny. Actually, do you mind if I say one last thing? That's uh, I think I. Oh yeah, I, I, should I, have I saw I, stories. Oh, everybody. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got. I didn't. I didn't put this on the docket uh, earlier, but uh, there was a thing where Hasbro claimed that Activision literally just like lost. It's Transformers games on hard drives somewhere. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then there's like a new article that says Hasbro apologizes for claiming Activision lost to Transformers games. <laughs> and that the claim was made in error. Oh, that's great. But where is Optimus? 
Where are the games? <laughs> Where's Optimus? Did, they, did, they, did Hasbro find the games and they were like, fuck? Hey, we're sorry we said that. It was in our pocket. Uh, to clarify, comments that suggest Transformers games have been lost were made in error. We apologize for any, we got any confusion. They've been great partners. So no actual information about like what, where was like the, like why did they think that and what did Activision say in response to, you know, it's just an apology. So apparently, <laughs> apparently Activision claims it knows where the Transformers games are, but Hasbro wants them on Game Pass. That's what where's they said. My, where's they want my the Transformers fucking games Transformer Game games? <laughs> it's like when you're like accusing somebody of like, like, where did you put the remote? Like, you think they have it, but then you are sitting on it the whole time. That's probably what happened. Well, why? Did, my yeah, question is like, why did they call your names? <laughs> it's such a specific claim <laughs> that like they have it on an on a hard drive lost somewhere in their office. Like, why would you say that if that wasn't something that you knew for a fact? Because uh, maybe somebody <laughs> maybe imagine. somebody communicated that to them, and then they and then Activision found it and got to be like, well, "What are you talking about? It's right here." Right. It's two companies that are just like up their own asses, uh, talking about and to each other. So anything could be a lie or uh, mistaken, or more than meets the eye. Whoa! Uh, I don't. I can't do it. Um, that is good. It does really. Nah, good. Yeah, we should end it with that sound. <laughs> we still can. Uh, hey, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This was a great pod. I'm glad we're back at it. Uh, check next week for another great episode. We're coming up on episode 150. I've started ironing out the plans for what that's going to look like. I think we're going to do a little bit of something special. We're going to play a little bit of. I thought you were going to say group suicide. I, I'm not not saying that. Okay. I'm not going to participate in that just because I don't want to die. But I hope it's you guys have fun with that. group activity. Right. But, like, I'm opting out of that. So. It's not in, the baby. kind of group activity you Yeah, see, Vito's in. Of. You're going you're gonna to have fun. I, even without me, you're going to have fun. Here, here's I the just thing, don't want to die. So I don't want to do that. If you opt out of this, then that actually creates a second more interesting activity that the other group has to accomplish first <laughs> are you referring to like a like, like a murder like, kind of situation uh, clean up no i wouldn't call it murder <laughs>